Hey guys, welcome back to Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We are your hosts, Leah and Michelle. So this Friday, it wouldn't be Resistance Chicks without some Biden gaffes. So we're going to bring that at the end of the show like we always do. I think that could be one of the reasons why you come, like the only reason why you're here. However, before we get to your favorite part of the show, we actually have to get you some news. So in this week's news, Project Veritas has dropped an absolute bombshell How report. do they do it? I don't know how, how they, they do even, it. They even have a guy saying, this kind of feels like one of those like conservative setups, but like, <laughs> and it, go with that. My whole life I have felt like when you have those thoughts, like I shouldn't, you know, don't walk out the door right now or don't do it. Go with it. If you think it's a conservative setup, it is. But actually, I mean, for us, we're glad that you didn't. So Project Veritas is exposed that Pfizer really uh, has gain of function on the mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better word. So we've got that and so much more in today's headline news. You don't want to miss what we've got coming up right after these Come messages. On back. Don't go anywhere. You know, I always think to myself with these things, like, I don't feel, I don't say stuff to people because of the business that we're in, right? Like, I keep my cell phone away from things that I don't want repeated. I don't say things to my best friends that I don't want out. I don't trust anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. Not that I got that important of a thing to say, but. I, just don't ever say anything to anyone that you do not want repeated or recorded. I worry or, about pocket dialing people and saying something about them. I know. I know. No, me too. I'm paranoid. I know. So I'm just keeping my mouth shut. So Project Veritas Take has learned another angle. And I don't know how much. Here's the thing. Hmm. I don't know how much Jesus appreciates this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Jesus no, no, no. loves it. Michelle. Okay. What? Because the dude is going out with a dude. The dude's gay. Oh, no. Jesus doesn't like that. <laughs> Okay, so Project mm, no, Veritas has gone you're right. next level. See, no, 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 no. He's gone on several. Homo honey pots. I draw the line. I okay. Know. Can I know. we sit down and have a conversation? I know. So I'm just wondering how much good it can come out of this, but I don't know. Um, that aside, <laughs> we're going to play it we're anyway. We're going to play two clips for you, and you guys can go to Project Veritas and watch the whole clip because it's worth watching um, the whole 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. There's two 10-minute sections that they put out. One is where a Project Ver or a um, Pfizer executive, he's like two, two, two down from the, the boss. Top. Okay, the big man is is pouring all these inner secrets of Pfizer to a date. Now, I will say this at the start: okay. his his uh, rebuttal is, I was lying. And trying to impress a date. Have you not ever lied to impress a date? So, so here is everybody saying, oh my gosh, I went up to this chick and I was like, you know what we do? We do gain of function research on viruses. And would you like to go out? Like, that's never a thing to impress anybody. Right. Like, we're doing gain of function on viruses. What are you doing to impress people? And actually, when you hear you like how he just skis? Like, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, or, my, or my new car. Ex here he is explaining what they're doing there. He calls it directed evolution because here's the thing. He wasn't trying, he, the things that he was saying, he wasn't trying to impress the guy. He was saying a few things and then he realized he had let too much out. And Oops. to the Project Veritas reporters or undercover reporters credit, he pushed the guy on like, why would you, isn't that gain of function? Wouldn't you want to do that? And so the guy who was impressing 
had to walk it back because he he pushed out too much. I then did too much to impress. Exactly. Let's go ahead and roll this clip. In the 24 hours since Project Veritas posted this footage, it has been viewed more than 12 million times on Twitter. So the public is very interested. Why wouldn't they be? But the media are not. No other media outlet has covered the story at all. Just go online and find out about it. Well, Google, the biggest search engine in the world, which has a monopoly on search in this country, appears to have gone out of its way to make it much more difficult for users to learn anything about the Pfizer executive pictured in the footage. How powerful is Big Pharma? That powerful. You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can empathically develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we're like, do we want to do this? <laughs> so that's like one of the things we're considering. Okay. Like the future, like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay. So Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. <laughs> Pfizer's thinking about mutating COVID? We're not going to say it to the public. We're quoting. One of the things we're exploring is, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can preemptively develop new vaccines? But in another undercover video, also shot by Project Veritas, Walker suggests that research to mutate viruses is ongoing. They just don't dare call it gain of function. Watch. When is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know. It depends on how the experiments work out. Because this is just like something that's fine, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this. It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution. Okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to do gain of function research with the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do, like, these, like, selected threshold mutations to try to see if you make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm learning about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's not gain of function. Oh, no, it's directed evolution. So if you're wondering how Tony Fauci was allowed to lie under oath and get away with it, the FBI did not raid his house. He was never handcuffed. Maybe it's because he used a different term for the same thing. You're not supposed to do gain of function research with the viruses. We'd rather not, but we do these selected structure mutations to make them more potent. There is research ongoing about that. Oh, wow. To make the virus more potent? You don't think COVID is potent enough? Kill millions of people. Well, Walker went on to say that Pfizer is trying to keep this research hidden from the rest of us. Watch. Um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but uh, it seems like from what I've heard, they're kind of optimizing it, but they're going slow because everyone's very cautious. Like, you know, right. that was the one I kind of accelerated too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutation. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're still kind of conducting experiments on it. You just don't want to advertise that you're figuring out future mutations. That's not something that I would uh, advertise either, but it is something that we have 
been calling out on our program from day one that when you try to play God or Frankenstein yeah. with these viruses, regardless of whether you want to say population control or it was all intended, you know, we can we can say debate that on our show all the time. But Pfizer is admitting at least at the, at the very minimum bottom line money and control yeah. to, to being completely careless about yeah. what they're doing with these viruses. You know, Diamond recently passed away and we still do not know if Diamond and Silk and we still do not know for sure whether she was vaccinated or whether she wasn't. Uh, Silk is leaving that pretty much up to us to decide. But a lot of people are saying that she's pointing towards shedding and the idea of shedding and Dr. Stella Manuel had came, has come out with a video to try to explain shedding. Can I just tell you the logical way that I view it? Just sure. not being a doctor. So I use things called deductive reasoning. <laughs> and when the vaccine came out, COVID was pretty much over. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody who had it from about... I don't know, January of 2021 until August of 2021. Right. Yeah, it really got And down. the frontline doctors were having super great success with treating it with a, with a regime of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and things yeah. like that. And so they had started America's Frontline Doctors. You could call Dr. Stella Manuel, and they worked with and got all their patients through um, COVID. So then the vaccines roll out. So then the vaccines rolls, roll out. And we're we're told that this Delta is coming out, but um, it's nothing more than basically a hay fever. And we got something that was very similar to that, like mm -hmm. just a sneezing, sniffling thing. We thought, oh, we got the Delta. Yeah. And then we started he hearing that there was something coming out of like Florida. and People were getting hit hard. And we ended up uh, going to an event and getting the real Delta. And I can tell you this. My gut says this, my logic says this, my mind says this, the statistics say this, that people were being vaccinated. Mm -hmm. They were symptomatic for two, up to two weeks with headaches, sniffling, sneezing. Some people said, why Why did I get the vaccine? I feel awful. Right. Okay. That's just the from the first dose. And so, but they somehow told people that even though they were experiencing symptoms, that they couldn't infect other people? Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I remember being at that event and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, um, we were talking with her and she was and, and, and she was like, listen, anybody that comes here that's vaccinated is a potential for all of us to get sick. And that was before we even got sick. So I, I truly believe that there were there's there was some sort of length of time that a person, once they had the vaccine, was infectious. And I don't Absolutely. even think we need to use the word shedding. Okay. You're just, they have infected you with a virus and you're giving it to other and people. And now you can give it to other people. Um, and so what I, I truly, why wasn't there a quarantine for people who had gotten the vaccine, right? Like get the vaccine. Now you have to stay home because I truly believe that they were hoping what would happen did happen. So they vaccinated people. They put all this, this into their system. And what the, what it, de what the vaccine does is it tells your body to take uh, our, its messenger RNA and it tells your body to recreate this spike protein. So in the original COVID, okay, 
the spike protein didn't replicate as quickly or as much and, and didn't it, your body didn't tell itself with messenger RNA to replicate this, this spike protein. And so everybody who was vaccinated became this giant super spreader and they, in their bodies made COVID more dangerous. But this is also historically proven throughout history with certain vaccines. Yeah. And so it's, it's nothing outside of the ordinary. So so back to these clips, because we're going to get a reaction here in a second. Well, there's one clip that you didn't see that we didn't, for time's sake, he explained that they would infect a monkey with COVID. Then they would take that, that, that monkey's virus in their blood. Then they would reinfect more monkeys, which then is, they would take that that monkey and and how they got the COVID, and then they'd reinfect another monkey, and they're trying. That's called gain of function. It's also called cruelty to animals and should be stopped and outlawed in this country. Exactly, exactly. And so Dr. Robert Malone was actually asked to to comment on this, and he did uh, on on uh, Tucker Carlson, and he did for Project Veritas, and he said this is gain of function. You are teaching the virus to do something more. The, a real vaccine is supposed to take a known virus, a known pathogen, and then create um, a, a, an inoculation against that known pathogen. Right. And so what they were doing in the Wuhan lab is exactly what Pfizer is doing right now. Bingo. And that is terrifying. So back to talking about this executive. Are you, this is funny to me. We have, Project Veritas does this, does these confrontations, which I could never do. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. They're very uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable for me to watch. Millie Millie Weaver. Weaver. Yes. She's very good at this. They're uncomfortable for me to watch. I could do the undercover thing Mm -hmm. and I could totally do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. But then confronting the guy, because it's this really, really weird, awkward situation. Yeah. So he goes and confronts the guy in, uh, it looks like a Starbucks or something. They lock the doors. So the guy's calling the cops and Project Veritas, James O'Keefe is like, can you unlock the doors? We want to leave. And the guy's like, don't unlock the doors. He tries to steal their, uh, their, their web equipment. You're kidding. And so they're, there's their cameras, their cameras. Yeah. And so, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> that they're streaming it, you know, recording it for the internet. It's absolutely hilarious and looks like something from jerry springer i do not have the whole clip it's 10 minutes but this is honestly this is a guilty pleasure this is this is funny (laughs) to me this is something that i am i i don't know if i should be laughing at but it's hilarious so let's just roll this hey there is this seat taken you work for pfizer my question for you is why does pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID virus is this real life? I'm literally a liar. What, I was trying to impress doing? a person on a date. What's your I'm lying. And this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not. By the way, Why don't are you doing don't this? tell anybody. Who was just working at a company to literally help the public? You f- off. You really did. Please read the policy. Can you please unlock your door? No, you, no, don't let them leave. Please unlock the door. Get him. Why is going on here? Stop. Please unlock. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Unlock the door. We're trying to get. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. Spies do not want the public to know that you guys are doing directed evolution. Bro, what, what's going on here? I thought it was like an interview. <laughs> what are you, I'm just, 
I don't know, it's gonna freak me out. I mean, these like flashbacks to that like same organization of like those conservative people who like randomly go into organizations and then like befriend people who work in these organizations and then report them, which oh, happened yeah. to people at Pfizer. So it like freaks me out when people start asking a lot of questions about work. It's so oh, Sorry. Oops. Days. Now, that guy had lost his ever-loving mind trying to get. It looked like uh, an iPad or something. There were too many cameras. What was he expecting? Oh, exactly. Well, <laughs> no. Let's talk. Let's go. Let's dig a little bit deeper into this, Leah. We were having a conversation earlier today about men who cannot control their emotions. Most men are totally, it's a very masculine, manly thing to do to be in control of your emotions. So whether you have been abused as a child and didn't have proper parenting, maybe you didn't have a man in your life, or maybe you have bad food and you've been eating a lot of estrogen. I don't know, you're a homosexual. I can't you know, comment on that aspect of it, but I will say this, most rational people do not have physical outbreaks in public places with cameras rolling. Right. We recognize this could go badly. So, yeah, here, the logic, this guy's a Yale graduate. <laughs> He's got to know, there's, there are literally like five or six cameras rolling. Yeah. You won't get them all. Somebody's going to get you trying to get the cameras. So you've got to, at that point, like, I know you're acting like a caged animal, but you've got to man up. Okay, and be Man like, up. you got me. Stiff upper lip. Okay, you got me. You just gotta like, but I know, back, you, you know, gotta like, my favorite tap parts. out and be like, you got me. Immediately, I'm just gonna walk away. Immediately, he's like, he just goes, I'm literally just a liar. <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm a liar. I'm a liar. Okay, I'm just lying to impress a date. I'm just a liar. I'm like, okay, so you're a liar. Well, that, you know, that's, I, if that is your defense, right? It's shaky ground, man. That is shaky ground for a defense. And so Pfizer, I'm sure, has been, you know, contacted for comment. We don't have any comments yet from Pfizer. But your thoughts after watching the, the now the whole arc of the story here that has gone viral, uh, that has gone viral. Uh, James O'Keefe has said this has been their most watched undercover sting. Well, first of all, it's it's very comforting to be um, uh, what's the word when you're you know you you, you receive your just desserts right mm -hmm. so he gets caught you see that you see that Pfizer has been caught with their pants down their reaction right and so I, I I feel like I feel very justified mm -hmm. okay in my accusations over the years so that's my number one thought my number two thought is. Pfizer, why are you hiring such uh, unstable people in your company? Because if you're supposed to be, quote unquote, saving the world, and these are the types of employees that you have, I just, you know, you got to question that. Yeah. Um, Mark Dyson says, I never thought that a Project Veritas investigation into a serious subject would have turned out to be also hilarious. So much fun. Yes. But, but, but I'm a liar. I'm a liar. I'm just a liar. No. I am the, I'm, I'm an executive at Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> and is, that so, is that so hard to believe? Exactly. No, it's Are you telling here's the thing. <laughs> are you telling the truth about, about being a liar? Or are you telling which one is the truth at, mm. at this point? Such an excellent question. However, on the serious end of it though, this is what he has admitted to is so scary because uh, it it means that they are Oh, oh, there's oh, one more part of this that I forgot to show you. No. He said he giggled and laughed and said COVID is a cash cow. 
Oh, and in the and in the context of we're going to recreate viruses, here's a, here's the way they were saying it. We're going we're to create viruses so that we can give you a vaccine for it. Yes, this is literal monster territory because they knew that they people, were monster though. territory. Yeah. We here's the thing. I don't think that this guy thinks that there's anything wrong with that mm. because that's how COVID was created in and the first place. To throw out my own personal conspiracy theory, the cold yeah. disappeared. And we know that the cold and flu season is a cash cow. Right. It shows up every year. Right. I have I have been thinking since COVID that every yeah. year we are getting infected with the cold and, cold and flu on purpose. Yeah. Not just from shedding of people that are getting the flu shot. I just mean they are doing this because it makes a ton of money. Yeah. Donald Trump Jr. says, you'd think Pfizer would have made a statement about the Project Veritas video, but apparently they feel no obligation because most legacy media has been silent as well. I remember when actual journalists would be all over any possible malfeasance from big corporate good times. Now, this is Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump, where are you? You helped push the warp speed that allowed Pfizer to make billions of dollars off a vaccine that shed and killed more people. That Here's the thing. COVID was over. The What happened since uh, January of 2021, okay, that is the real story, what happened with the vaccines. And I don't think it's talked about enough that I truly believe that the vaccines spread all these other versions of COVID mm. out there, okay? Not just the vaccine, but now it, may, it makes you wonder, and we've all been saying this, every time they re- release their next Pi, Beta, Gamma, whatever yeah. version, Delta, are you releasing it? Well, and here's another theory for you, okay? So Pfizer and the U.S. government didn't seem to be phased that the current vaccine is not stopping the current strains. Mm-hmm. But they're still telling you that if you get it, this is they're talking about both sides of their mouth, right? On the one hand, if you get COVID, then it'll be effective. On the other hand, they're saying it's not going to be effective because it's not effective against these strains. But they need you to keep getting vaccinated. They need you to keep getting vaccinated because every person that gets another booster goes out and then infects more people. Exactly. And then and terrifies sp- the, the people to go get more vaccines. But as Michelle would say, before we had to break here, you're not going to get this information anywhere else <laughs> besides Brideon.com. So we want you guys to go to the Brideon store, get all those good nutrient-dense things. They've got a really cool neem oil uh, toothpaste now. Neem, neem salt. Neem salt something's toothpaste. Nice. There. Here's the thing, guys. All of the stuff that we take, whether it's deodorants, toothpaste take um your your skin is actually an organ okay we make our own toothpaste or we buy thomas toothpaste or brighty on toothpaste um we, you need to make sure that your hair shampoo is like sulfate free Make sure that you're you're putting good things They're on your body. They're killing us with the chemicals. And if yeah. you go to the Brideon store for all of your products, then right. you can rest assured because Mike is very diligent in what goes into that store. So right. visit thebrideonstore.com and use promo code CHICKS to save 5%. And I promise you, you will feel better about why you're doing it and what yeah. you're putting into your body. So we've got so much more Ukraine tanks and all of that coming up right after these messages. Don't go anywhere unless you're going to go to thebrideonstore.com and shop. You know, I I do get tired talking about Ukraine, 
Ukraine, uh, a little bit. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. I don't know That's why what I was in that. my head. No, because it sounds like yeah. the Dolly Parton song. It does. I, you know, what was what's her name? Jolene. Jolene. Yeah, Jolene. It sounds like that. I don't know why it sounds like that, but it does. Know. It was literally playing in my head before I started talking. I was going to come and sing in it, and then I didn't. I was like, no, they're not going to want me to sing. And then you started singing, so then I had to do it again. All right, well, Mr. Zulinski. Okay, the man, and it's so funny because I have a friend, a dear friend who watches our show all the time, and she's like, could you please t stop ex explaining? Not explaining, just, just saying it. Saying what Zelensky did at his talent show thingies, and I'm not going to say it, but you could, Zelensky is not the man you think he is. He is a pervert who his talent show shows off his talents in a very perverted way. Okay, how about that? That's good. So Z Zelensky has another talent. His talent right now is building up Ukraine with the with the the billions and billions of dollars that have been funneled into Ukraine. Now, by the way, I thought all that money was spent to fight Russia. Oh no! On our Sunday show, you guys can go to resistancechicks.com. We're going to talk about um, major um, major corruption and even so corrupt that even Zelensky's government had to kick out several guys at the top for houses and cars and things like that. They've done with the slush money coming in. Yeah. Oh, wait, pause. While she's got that up there, I want you guys to go to resistancechicks.com and click on the banner that just scrolled to the top to sign <laughs> up for the old school survival boot camp. You may win a three-day um, pass. Old school survival boot camp where we are it's going like to- It's like a homesteading, oh, three-day homesteading survival conference. Prepping, survival. I hate Hills. to insert the news, but there it is right there. She just clicked In on it Hocking for me. In Hocking Hills, Ohio. Yeah. So that's going to be May 12th through the 14th. So you can win a three-day pass if you go to resistancechicks.com. Just a few more days on that. And, and scroll down and, and sign up. So right. I just wanted, while that was there, I wanted to highlight that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, producers. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. We definitely want to see you guys there. So here's the thing. Zelensky puts out this ad, basically, because they have a ton of money now. I know. Okay, it and they're nice. saying that now Ukraine, Ukraine is is a great place for development. Now, I I'm, I am still wondering about Putin's angle and all of this, but I do know that Zelensky wants his country to be leveled to the ground because you the the Ukraine is one of the most is is the most corrupt country in yeah in Europe. It is it's not developed. All these old old I'm gonna tell you what this is. Soviet this is buildings. like you got a primo insurance policy on your house. Right, right. You get all your good stuff out, put it in some storage, light a match, and then I don't know what happened. Okay, same no, thing. No, no, what this like what this is like is insuring your log cabin for $50 million and then mm. setting it on fire. Yeah. Okay. But the log cabin that you don't care about is what I'm saying. Like no, it's, they, it's this already. is a controlled demolition. Yeah. They want the towns to be destroyed because they want to be modern. And here's the thing, the, the left and these and the right, there are a lot of people who are funneling money and using Ukraine as a way to, to watch their money. And you know what? They want life to be better there. They want yeah. the roads to be better. They yeah. want better services that they're going to go somewhere and, and spend their money on corruption. If it's going to be the most corrupt nation in the world, it ought to look like it. Exactly. Go ahead and roll this, this clip of Zelensky here. It is obvious that American business can become the locomotive that will once again push forward global economic growth. We have already managed to attract attention and have cooperation with such 
giants of the international financial and investment world as BlackRock, JP Morgan, and Golden Sachs, such American brands as Starlink or Westinghouse have already become part of our Ukrainian way. Your brilliant defense systems such as HIMARS or Bradley's are already uniting our history of freedom with your enterprises. We are waiting for Patriots. We are looking closely at Abrams. Thousands of such examples are possible. And everyone can become a big business by working with Ukraine in all sectors from weapons and defense to construction, from communication to agriculture, from transport to IT, from banks to medicine. And I believe that freedom must always win. You know what I'm jealous of? I'm jealous of the fact that his new uniform is a sweatsuit. I know. That's, that's like you go to work as the president of a nation and you get to wear sweats. You get to go to visit Congress in the United States and you wear your sweatsuit. Yeah, no, I think that's great. really nice. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but his accent has changed. And his voice got deeper. So he is an, act he is an actor. Okay, I, this whole, that's an act. That's even a different accent than what he was using. I know, right? And I feel like he's, he's exaggerating the things that he's saying. And he's making himself actually sound more foreign because he actually has a pretty good English dialect. Yeah. All right, so this is all crazy. We're going to talk later about um, Joe Biden sending um, more tanks. And I, I actually have a clip. Um, I don't know if it's on this show or, or I'm going to do this on our after show where Joe Biden previously had said that if we start sending in tanks mm -hmm. and U.S. soldiers, then we're never going to do that. We're not going to do that because that's World War Three. Right. We would never do that. We would never do that until so, we do it. So we're sending in these these super tanks and we they want to destroy things because they want to build it up with all their fake fiat dollars. That's yeah, great. All right. So we have a judicial nominee. And she was questioned yesterday, I believe. And I forget, is it Kennedy? One of the, I think it's Kennedy something. I, I can't keep all the, the House Representative Senator straight. I think it's a senator. He questions this judicial nominee on the Constitution. And I want to know, how did he know that she didn't know the Constitution? And how is it was that somebody, a, a judge, she's been a judge for years. How is it that a judge... Can 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 say I'm upholding the Constitution. That's my whole job, mm -hmm. and she doesn't even know it. She says it doesn't even it didn't. It's not coming to mind. Let's go and roll this clip. Senator Kennedy. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and congratulations uh, to all of you. Um, judge, on the far end. Uh, tell tell me what Article Five of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? Um, in my... 12 years as an assistant attorney general huh? and my nine years serving as a judge, 
I was not faced with that precise question. Um, we are the highest trial court in Washington State, so I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with, and I thoroughly review the law, our research, and apply the law to the facts presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it as a, if you're confirmed. I can assure you of that. Um, that was even the producers typed in there. Oof, that was painful to watch. You know, uh, it, it does. You have here's the, here's the thing. You have one job. It ain't my job to know the Constitution. It actually is as a citizen. But you know, but I know he, what you mean. a job, a job exactly. that you get paid for. Sure, it is a judge's job. You have one job, uphold yeah. the Constitution. Right. If you don't know the Constitution, you can't uphold it. This is not, this is embarrassing. It, well, that was that was really painful. Yeah, it, it, they have lowered the bar for judges down to, is it was it was the test, is, was there a test and was it multiple choice? Yeah, would you like fries with that? True or false? <laughs> I don't know. That was embarrassing. That was quite embarrassing. And those are the people that are sitting as judicial nominees. Is that the top of the top that we're picking from? I mean, really? And, and honestly, she seems no, probably like a not, nice though. person. Probably not, because we understand that with everything in life, and it should not be this way, it's all in who do you know. Exactly. So she's only sitting there because she knew somebody, not because she is the smartest or the most accomplished. It's all about who you know. Exactly. Um, speaking about who you know, I do have some bad news. Uh, Roma Mc, uh, Daniel. Roma, what's the, how do I say? Yeah, I Roma McDaniel. I think she, Romney's niece, Mitt Romney's niece, she won the RNC chairmanship. You're kidding. No, it's not shocking because she's in the system. And yeah. um, actually, Harmeet Dillon had said that she was using all the RNC funds to pull all of her strings and to, you know, whip the votes. The, the Republican system is done for. We can't fix it. And I think we're in a place where we need God. <laughs> you think? Speaking of needing God, Children's Health to Fund, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, website, usually it's focused on a vast array of childhood injuries from vaccines yeah. in general. They focused heavily on COVID and not just for kids. Mm. And they have a new documentary out. And when it came to the Holocaust, we were supposed to say never again. Mm -hmm. And so this particular documentary is called Never Again is Now Global, meaning we cannot allow COVID to happen never again. Yeah, I like it. And so I want to I want to play this trailer for you guys. Those who are responsible for the pandemic have used two of the weapons that the Nazis used, which was fear and propaganda. Propaganda feeds the fear, foments it, hardens it. At that time, the fear was against Jews who were accused of being spreaders of infectious disease. The thing that I realized and was horrified by was that medicine under the Nazis had been totally taken over by government 
And so I realized that panic was being fomented so that people would lose confidence in their ability to discern things. And so the best way is listen to public health officials, the experts. The thing that'll get us back to the world that we had before coronavirus is the vaccine and getting that out to all 7 billion people. Bill Gates assumes the mantle of one who has authority in the medical public health field. There has never been a public health. The only health that ever existed is the individual's health. Every single medical procedure or medical practice needs to be considered with regards to how does it affect this individual patient? Is it necessary? Why did all of you cooperate? And here's the interesting answer. The Nazis never presented themselves as negative, destructive people. They presented themselves as party who is trying actually to make things better. And that's what they taught people. When you were taken to a ghetto, it was for your own protection. When you were taken to a camp, you were told we have work for you there and food and shelter. We want to help you. My grandfather, who was in the French army, he got into camps and he always feared after that normal doctors. He saw them doing all kinds of experiments on people, entering the barracks with huge syringes and things like that. There were people sent in Australia to, to camps. They didn't kill them there. But the, the process that we are going through is part of what they were doing to them. Most people just think, well, we need to do what the government says and they want what is good for us. And they trust them and they think that's the way it is. It's so scary that you can understand what happened there that it happens again. It's a deja vu, you know, I feel exactly. I mean, people tell us what to do now. People are telling us how to do, how to go, what to shop. We went like sheep in the Second World War. It's happening now all over the world with this COVID. I'm against people who are telling me what to do with my body because it's, it's a lie, it's a big lie. When people are so blind, I can't stand it. I have to, I have to try to convince them to, to, to open their eyes, to open their ears, not to go like sheep. It's a race between enslavement and expansion of global human consciousness. Because there are many, 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 many more of us. I'm advocating for nonviolent civil disobedience, an absolute rejection of all the mandates. Resist. You know, when we started Resistance Chicks in January of 2017, and we came up with the name um, Resistance Chicks, we were watching Alex Jones, and he would end every broadcast by saying, if you're listening to this transmission, then you are the resistance. And then after Trump became elected, or well, he was already elected at that point, after Trump was in office, then the left came out and they did their fist in the air and they're like, resist, resist, we're the resistance. And, and a lot of people thought that our name was a lefty name. Mm -hmm. Here's why the left can never actually grab a hold of that. Because throughout history, it's always the side of right 
that resists the devil. Mm -hmm. Resist the devil and he shall flee. So they had that for a very temporary moment. Yes. And then you saw that it fell away because they aren't on the side that's resisting anything. Right. No, you're absolutely we right. We are and we must. Yeah. This documentary is going to premiere this Monday at 7 p.m. on uh, the on the children's health defense.org um, website. That it's really an interesting focus because it's done by a Holocaust survivor, Vera Shirov, uh, Shirov, whose whose son was given a prescription uh, medication and he died. Mm. So she has been on the front lines fighting for victims, and you know she fought for the victims of uh, foster care. Uh, you remember the foster care kids who yeah. were given some AIDS drugs? She's gone after the EPA. She's a a fire cracker here. They actually take. Uh, 32 Holocaust survivors and and their family members, and they compare what happened during the Holocaust to what's happening now. And just a couple things uh, before we get to the Biden clips is survivors will explain how modern day companies, including G General Motors, the Ford Motor Company, IBM, and the conglomerates like IG Farben secretly profit, profited from the slave labor camps and industrial genocide. We have covered IG Farben. We've covered yeah. the fact that it became uh, that the, the guys did not really get tried under the Nuremberg trials. They came out most of them seven years later. That companies like IG Farben, there were somebody they just rebranded. Somebody had to make the gas to gas the Jews. Exactly. Okay. And so it's very interesting. Also, those who resisted by falsifying their identity by jumping off the trains to Auschwitz and joining the partisans were more likely to survive than those who obeyed. And in this series, I have never seen it presented how the, the, the Nazis were saying, we're going to give you food, we're going to take care of you, that they lied. And that's exactly what's happening right and now. And that's how you get people to walk into these kinds of scenarios. And I, I love this never again. Never again. All right. So... Before, without further ado, we have some Biden clips for you. It wouldn't be Resistance Chicks Fridays without <laughs> levity, bringing some levity to the situation with Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. No president added more to the debt in four years than my president. And they've been telling me since I got elected, we're going to be in a recession. Every time we've gone, we've gotten better. Where in the hell is it written that says America can't lead the world in manufacturing again? Where is that written? I don't know where it's written, and it's not going to be on my watch. Talk about being deprived of your pride. Look at your child. Your child. The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III. Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. <laughs> but all of a sudden, blue-collar workers, all the guys I grew up with in Claymont and Scranton, they're voting Republican? Not a joke. What's happened? I think a lot of it because they don't think we care. They don't like you, Joe. We're not paying attention. Guys, this is absolutely insane. Watch. You know, I, uh, my dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He was not feeling very well now, not because of the Battle of the Bulge, but he said, and he won the Purple Heart. And he never received it. 
you never, he never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? We'll surprise him. So he got him the Purple Heart. He had won it in the Battle of the Bulge. And I remember he came over to the house, and I came out, and he said, present it to him. Okay, we had the family there. I said, Uncle Frank, you won this, and I went to him. He said, I don't want the damn thing. No, I'm serious. He said, I don't want it. I said, what's the matter, Uncle Frank? You earned it. He said, yeah, but the others died. The others died. I lived. There are two major problems with this story that the mainstream media is completely ignoring. One is Joe Biden got elected vice president in 2008. His father passed away in 2002. <laughs> Problem two. He goes to his Uncle Frank's house with the Purple Heart and presents him with the Purple Heart. Uncle Frank says, I don't want it. However, Uncle Frank had been dead for even longer. Uncle Frank, record show, passed away in 1999. There are only two conclusions that we can come to with this. Biden has lost his mind or Biden is a liar. We've seen over and over and over again that Biden for sure is a liar. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both, Joe. What about Uncle Frank? Poor Uncle Frank did, did he that really? Did he really fight in the Battle of the Bulge? I don't know. That's a good question, Uncle Frank, old man. So I don't know. That was really enjoyable from uh, from Joe. There, he was very angry this week too. You know, people that are going through Alzheimer's and, and you know, dementia, they do get angry. They do. It's hard to be their caretaker. So pray for Jill and pray for our country as well. So uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's program. Remember, we do a show every Sunday. It's a world news program, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ResistanceShakes.com. We've got a lot more coming up this week. And we did more shows this past week you can find at ResistanceShakes.com. That's where you can find everything, really. I mean, short of like... Good fajitas. I'm just saying, everything you need is on resistancechicks.com. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's the truth, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. We'll see you next Friday again, 6 p.m. right here on Brideon.tv. All right. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's the 27th of January, which means we have come to the culmination in the end of the very first month of this year. We've learned a lot of things. And one of the things that we have learned is the uh, revealing of the Paul Pelosi body cam footage. And Lord I don't know about mercy. you, I expected after the release of this, which we are going to show you guys today, I expected to get more answers than questions. Mm -hmm. And I still have more questions than answers mm -hmm. as far as what really happened. Yeah. My question that I, that I have, though, after having seen the body cam footage, why were they keeping this a secret? I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. It appears that both... Paul and the attacker answer the door. I don't know if you want to see the footage. It's oh, a little you want bit to violent. see the footage. Um, it appears that Paul Pelosi has a drink in his hand and they're we, both we, kind of reaching for this hammer. But then as soon as the police open the door, then the attacker just starts wailing on Paul Pelosi. It's very strange. Um, it's a very strange situation. I just want to know why... After having seen this, I mean, aside from privacy on the Pelosi's part, uh, and then we yeah. also do have the 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 phone call, the nine one one phone call, which is also more just more questions. So we'll get to that maybe after we say goodbye to Facebook. So you will have to stay around for the rest of the show um, to to get that. Yeah, there's juicy a few bit things I think we there. can't do on Facebook today, including a Project Veritas bombshell that we talked about. Earlier on our Brideon show, which has a Pfizer executive talking about what they called 
Directed, uh, directed evolution. Directed evolution. Uh, I find that a fascinating phrase now. I mean, people are going to go start using it now more. When you're directing evolution, it's, it actually is the, the complete opposite of evolution, by the way. Uh, evolution is something that's supposed to happen naturally. Um, so directed evolution is a very misleading phrase for, um, how do I say on Facebook, gain of non-function. Um, it's, it's, it, it, you're lying. It's called lying. It's deception yeah. when you use the word evolution in something that you're manufacturing and doing yourself. It's definitely manufacturing. I'm just saying. Speaking of manufacturing, $400 million in U.S. aid is sending 31 Abrams, those are tanks, to the main, to, to, uh, to Ukraine. These are main mm. battle tanks. So, Joe Biden announced Wednesday that he had approved sending 31 a Abrams M1 main battle tanks. This is like, uh, this is not a game, by the way. War, war is not a game. To Ukraine in an escalation of U.S. support for the These war. Are not any of your tabs. As it nears, um, that must be, is it, I don't know. Those are old tabs from okay. some other world. <laughs> no, dude. Okay. Okay. Try again. Okay. Um. In an escalation of U.S. support for uh, the war as it nears its one-year mark, with spring approaching, Ukrainian forces are working to defend the territory they hold and preparing for additional counter-offenses to liberate their land. They need to be able to counter Russia's evolving tactics. Now, um, Russia brought in 44 World War II tanks Yeah, okay. that were held in, like, Singapore or something. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the Abram tanks are probably a little bit more sophisticated. Yes. Their ability to maneuver and open terrain, and they never need enduring capability to deter and defend against Russian in the ever need. I don't know. I have no idea. What Sometimes they write these articles so fast. Just a typo. Uh, Russian aggression over the long term. Today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending these 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine. He didn't mention the cost, but it's about $400 million. $400 million. The package would include 31 Abrams battle tanks with 120 um, rounds, 120 millimeter rounds, and other ammunition. Eight tactical vehicles to recover equipment, support vehicles, and equipment, and funding for training, maintenance, and sustainment. This is this is interesting to me. We played a clip on our last Brian show, where Joe Biden had previously said. We're not going to send over tanks and, and, and soldiers, man. Like, that would be like World War Three. But we're going to train them, give them logistics, and give them tanks. But that's not like World War Three, man. It's World War Three, man. It's World War Three. We're Okay. We've said this before on our show. Say it again, Sam. We are in World War Three. Okay, now it hasn't exploded into the other nations. It's that what here's the thing they say the history repeats itself, but history never repeats itself the same way. Okay, there was World War One, and here's the thing World War One never finished, exactly, it was all just one big war. Okay, all right. Just like Iraq never finished under Bush one, so we had to finish it in Bush two. <laughs> okay, so here we have World War three, and oh well, guys, it's, you know this isn't the same way because we're not actually fighting in different countries. No, we're just literally 
focused in on one country to I destroy have a it and rebuild it up again. Hang on, I just uh, this is a legitimate question. So many Western nations are giving money to the Ukraine. They are giving weapons to yeah. the Ukraine. They are giving tanks to the Ukraine. If Ukraine cannot beat Russia with the whole world behind them, is it going to happen? <laughs> this is very strange. They, th this is very strange. The whole world. Imagine if Russia were getting all this these tanks and this you know equipment from the rest of the world. You know what this is. What is it? Okay, so this is a David and Goliath moment, except for David in, in, in a non-biblical story. You've got, like, the big sports guy, right? Okay? And then you send the puny kid in. And I don't care if you put all the armor or give the puny kid all the, you know, swords and shields and all of these things. The puny kid, outside of with a miracle of God, which is the point of the story of David and Goliath, by the way, doesn't matter what you Are give this kid. Here's the thing. He's not going to defeat Are the giant. They, is Ukraine really trying to beat Russia? That's a good question. No, I think that you hit the nail on the head, which you guys are going to have to go watch our first segment on uh, Brighteon, when I always combine them every week on Friday. You hit the nail on the head when you talked about the infrastructure that they are wanting in Ukraine they, as a result. This is a this controlled is, demolition. It is controlled demolition so that they can give a bunch of money to Ukraine and build it up and make it all nice and cushy so that when they do their money laundering Wait. and their big fat cat deals in Ukraine, it's nice over there. Exactly. And here's Full the thing. Uh, BlackRock is already working with Zelensky. Yeah. Zelensky's got all kinds of... Um, organizations and big business he's a big business and he's, he's got this really business. thick fake fakey type accent that he's got going on not the same Zelensky very deep yes and I can't even pronounce my words because I'm trying to sound like super super Zelensky <laughs> do I have that clip up so you can play it for people here I don't it's know. like it is it is sad here I do have you want to play it a second time I do how about just briefly for the people that yeah, have already okay. seen it here okay. we go Wait, hang on, I'll find it. Oh, look, we did that one already. We're just going through the whole Brighteon er, segment there. There it is. Wait, was that it? Yeah. I just went mm -hmm. past it. Okay, here we go. Listen to listen to Bolinsky. Bolinsky. <laughs> what you're thinking of is uh, Bobolinsky. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's also tied in a little bit here because he's, he's the Ukraine. He's that American business mm -hmm. can become <laughs> the locomotive that will once again push forward global economic growth mm. we have already managed yeah, to attract attention and have mm -hmm. cooperation with such giants of the international financial and investment world as blackrock gp morgan and golden Sachs. such let me tell you how this is done okay so he clearly has has been kind of working out and beefing up since you know this whole thing started even he's though he's wearing his sweatsuits he, he's not in battle by the way he's, um, i don't think they've actually pictured him doing anything but as an actor he's he must be a method actor right yes so let me tell you how the, this this is achieved now when you want to gain weight for a part or lose weight for a part you eat or you don't eat you work out you you know starve yourself whatever if you want your voice to be you just start screaming all the time Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that as a part of his exercise is a lot of shouting and screaming mm -hmm. to always keep the voice brawl. Yeah. I want you to, why don't, I want to bring this up. Okay. So Zelensky was an actor. And I wanted to show you um, 
a little bit. It's, it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. I want you just to kind of see who he was. He played a teacher who turned into the president of Ukraine. He played this on television. He was funded by a, uh, 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 an oligarch, a Ukrainian oligarch, to c convince the people that he was the guy. He's the guy. My buddy, I, we because of this series, which was called the Servant of the People or Servant of the Nation, if you want to be correct in Ukrainian, uh, he, he uh, started his political party with the same name as the comedy series. So, so he really he rode on the on the popularity of the TV show, and then he got seventy three percent of you know the votes. It was a landslide victory in, in the elections. Landslide of victory. Course, of course, the TV series. Seen those before. No, play it. I don't want. I'm gonna have to mute it. I don't want to get kicked off Facebook oh. for the music. Oh, okay. they're really bad about that. That's okay. the one thing Facebook's you know really good at. I wanted you sure. to hear more of his voice, though. I guess. Well, I can skip the head um, of the song. Okay. Well, I don't see. I, I think every time I see him, it comes up. Skills you know, you know, petition. Yeah. You feel so much for him. He could be well, dead. Well, you heard a little bit there. And he's such a hero, yeah. I must say. And really trying to unite the people. And he, I must say, he's, he's, he's amazing. Uh, I, I'm full of, of, of admir admiration for him, what he's doing now. I don't think every, you know, every man would do the same. Wow. All right, so he's a comedian. Mm. He's an actor. Yes. And so what we saw there with BlackRock and my super intense Agison. <laughs> you know, I can put it on if I need to. Stop okay? contorting your face like that. looks really bad. I'm Zelensky. No. Oh, man. Jeff says he sounds like a French Alex, Alex Jones. A little bit. You know, I, I, I'm very happy that um, we have all of the footage of him as having been an actor before. Because otherwise, as an actor, I think he's doing a very good job oh, I of think portraying he, well, himself as they gave him an Oscar. The, Remember yeah. Ben Stiller came over and gave him one of his Oscars? That's very generous of him, by the way. The hero of the world he yeah. is. Absolutely. And how is he saving the world just exactly... I mean, what what does Vladimir Zelensky fighting Putin do for the rest of us? Stops Putin. It's, 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 here's the thing: when you at, when you create but a is goal, Putin wait, attacking the United States right now. When you create a goal, you can create the pathway to the goal. Mm. Okay, so now everybody thinks the goal is stopping Putin. Right. While there's a war in Yemen, killing like hundreds of thousands of people and starving them, and we're helping. The, the Saudis, you know, exterminate like a bunch of people. Yemen. 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 And nobody talks about that. There's no f Yemeni flags everywhere. Okay. And you know what else is sad about this is I think that, quite frankly, white liberals identify more with the white Ukrainians than they can with some other people. You know why? Because they're racist. Well, that was the point at their heart of hearts 
that they are racist. They, they actually are white nationalists. They are. That's what they are. Liberals are, definitely. All right. Um, this is an interesting clip here from Glenn Beck talking about a windfall tax on food companies. And he says, uh, you will own nothing. Or, or, author, you will own nothing. Carol uh, Roth, explain what's going on. If you don't want something, you tax it. That is. There uh, was a call, go ahead. call last week for a windfall tax on food companies. I've never heard anything more dangerous and stupid than that. So there is a legendary investor named Charlie Munger. He is Warren Buffett's uh, partner in uh. Berkshire Hathaway, one of the best. And he has this famous saying that says, show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. The reality is that taxes influence behavior. And if you don't want something, you tax it. That's Correct. what you do, right? Show me a the tax incentive. on SUVs. Right. It's a tax on, you know, sin products, cigarettes, Correct. alcohol. We don't Correct. want them. We tax those things. And oh, by the way, the things that we want, we get tax credits, right? All of this, these Correct. green Marriage, kids, all of it. <laughs> yeah. So here's what you're saying. We're going to tax food. It is saying we do not want you to produce food. Who says that other than utterly nefarious and crazy people who want people to starve. It is utter insanity. There are reasons for this. There, there are sort of um, empire cycle reasons for this. And there is a jockeying of the elite to put themselves in what, position to rule everything. What do you mean an empire building process? What do you mean? End of empire. So basically, you know, we are where the Romans were at one point in time, where the yeah. British were, where the Dutch were. Yeah. And there is this sort of disconnect between high debt loads and power. And when we're in a high debt load situation like the U.S. is and frankly, a, a number of other countries, the people in charge get desperate and they start doing desperate things. Ne they never cut back on services. They never try to salvage it. They just kind of run straight into that clip. And it's happened many, many times in history, and we're moving in that direction. The elites see this. So all these things that we're seeing is basically them trying to reshape the outcome and put themselves up on Correct. top by having you own nothing. Wow. You know, and, and she makes so many valid points there. Uh, the number one there that we all get and we all understand is when you tax something that, that you don't want people to do anymore, like the sin tax that she referred to of, of smoking and alcohol and gasoline, like driving and things like that. I would say, though, um, my opinion on that may be, may be slightly different than hers or Glenn Beck's. I do not believe that they tax you on those things because they don't want you to do them. I think they want you to be gas guzzling. I think they want you to be smoking. I think they want you to be drinking. I think I, they want you to be doing all of those things. They know that you have to have it. They tax you the most exorbitantly on the things that they know that you need. Well, yeah. It, like you, if like, you have an addiction, you need the cigarettes. If you have the addiction, <laughs> you need the alcohol. If you have the, and you have to drive, right? It's, that They're taxing on the things that you have to have. It's like a lottery for schools. Right. Or where they can make the most money. Right. Right? So you a lottery tickets, you make it bring up they tax the lottery because people are addicted to gambling. Yeah. So they it's not that they want you, and I've said this all along. They're not sin taxes because A, 
There's no such thing as sin anymore as far as the world is concerned. So you can't even call them sin taxes. You have to call it like it is and say, we are taxing you on these things because we know that we can. Speaking of calling things like they are, there was a race for the head of the RNC. It's something that we never paid much attention to. Until Mike Lindell got in the race. Well, actually, until Harmeet Dillon got in the race. Harmeet Dillon is one of the most tenacious, smart... Um, strategic Republicans in the world. And Harmy Dillon got in the race before Mike Lindell did. Yeah. Okay. I, Mike should have just put all of his weight behind Harmy. I just, I love you, Mike. It's by his pillows, but you know what I mean. Um, Harmy knew how to run the system. She'd already been, she's already in the Republican. I totally disagree with you on that. I'm glad that Mike ran, and I think it was good for him to run, and I think that he should run for, for whatever he wants to run for. Why? Because we need people that are completely awake. I was actually disappointed that he ran for RNC chair and not a more, um, like, a, a, an actual political position, like, of, of being in office. No, that's what I'm talking about. So, Harmeet Dillon is specifically made Suited. for this position. Nobody that nobody in the world, I think, has been really so so perfect for one position. That's why I was like, Mike, what are you doing? Okay, right. because Harmeet Dillon, this is, it's kind of like, um, it's not the matter that be, Mike's not suited. It was because because Harmy was literally like like handpicked by God almost. If, if you've got an electrician and then you have a general contractor, and the general contractor is good, but this electrician's been doing elect- electrical for its whole life, you want the electrician to do the one job. Like this yeah. was just one job, RNC right. chair. And Harmy knew how to do it. She's already been on the ground. She's already worked with the, you know, the Republican network is really hard to break into. Mm-hmm. She's already in it. Okay. She already knows the players and she could reform it from within. She really would know how to kick the, 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 the negativity out, the, the rhinos out. She mm-hmm. knew the game. Okay. But here's the thing. What we're learning is that we can't play their game it's not going to win and i don't we can't win and i just want you guys to know something straight off the bat with roma it's rona i hate her name i absolutely hate her name i can't pronounce it i hate it it's rona mcdaniel rona mcdaniel i hate your name i'm sorry you know what god didn't name you god did not name you your parents named you a stupid name rona Mama, mama, Sharona. I don't care. I don't care. I don't like her. She's a sleaze bag, and I'm going to play an ad for you in a second. And, and I would are... like to apologize for any viewer that may be watching us that has that. She name. should not be named Rona. Okay. Somebody else, it might fit. She should not be named Rona. It's a stupid name for her. Rona. Can McDaniel. you just say Rona? I don't know. Everybody says Rona. Okay, Rona. 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 I don't care. It's a stupid name for her. Okay. Get a different name. You know what? Here's the thing. Her uncle is Mitt Romney. Boom. Mitt Romney. Okay, you can bring up, this is an attack ad, yes, but it's truth from the American Liberty Fund. I want you to watch why I'm so mad and why we, I haven't really covered this. We played it a little bit because I was just going to let it play out, knowing that it would probably play out like this, but go ahead, play. Ronna Romney McDaniel, Mitt Romney's niece, has been the RNC chairwoman since 2017. Under her control, Republicans lost the 2018 midterms, the 2020 presidential race, and she failed to deliver a 2022 red wave. After violating President Trump's cease and desist order, Rana scammed GOP voters out of millions of dollars in donations. And what did she do with your money? Rana used RNC donor money for luxury travel, private jets, alcohol, and personal entertainment. 
She lied and said she'd use your money to investigate voter fraud, but instead, she bought $64,000 worth of new clothing. She even spent RNC funds on cosmetic and spa treatments. Looking good, Rana. It's time to give the RNC a major facelift. On January 27th, pray that Mitt Romney's niece does not get elected for a third term as RNC chairwoman. Retire, Rana Romney. Paid for by American Liberty Fund. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate committee. I don't like either name. Now, go to my Twitter, if you wouldn't mind, and play the next one I just tweeted out. Okay. Leah's a little hot under the collar today. I can see why, though. And, and that it is interesting that the ad called out the fact that she has had major work done. And if she's using, and if she's using taxpayer dollars for that, don't, not taxpayer, well, but um, donations. She says that she's got to get spa treatments and Botox because she's the face of the RNC. Whoa. Calm it down. Mm. Um, now, just a little background. Ms. McDaniel is the granddaughter of George Romney and the niece of Utah Senator Mitt Romney. Do you believe that Joe Biden won the election? Painfully, Joe Biden won the election. <laughs> she just said Joe Biden won the election. Not only is president, but that he won the 2020 election. That's the important distinction here. Do you agree with Governor Christie that the Republican Party has to move beyond Donald Trump? You know, I think every Republican right now should be talking about 2022. And that's where I am as the Republican Party chair. You're accusing the RNC of obstructing people like Michelle Fiora, yourself who ran for AG, Marchant who ran for a secretary of state, and Laxalt who ran for the Senate. And you're saying that those defeats are because of their obstruction and non-support? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what you saw was the RNC paying consultants on the ground that were collaborating with Democrats. Democrats. This is a serious racketeering enterprise. I mean it in the most uh, legal sense. I never saw Ronald McDaniel one time in Nevada in almost two years that I ran. So I think that's very telling. It's better when our guy loses the election because then we make more money. Yes? Yeah, and that's all that they care about. Here we are in Arizona and they come down here and they were going to put all this money into what happened here in the midterms. And that as soon as they found out that it was uh, the relief was a new election, they backed out and they headed over to Georgia. Are you ready to elect Herschel Walker? You can do it. You've got the best college football team. If Ronna McDaniel or Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy were on that main stage at Turning Point, they would get booed off of it. Is the rumors true? Are you putting up the money here for Kerry Lake and all of the yes. fights here? Or wow. the yeah, no, I am. You think about it, it may seem odd. Why would the RNC, sort of Trump's team, want to not look into a Republican candidate's claims and see if those claims can be vindicated? Why would they not want to do that? Well, the answer, and it's very insidious and it's kind of frightening, is that the RNC actually thinks it's better for Trump to lose. And the simple answer in one word, fundraising. This is how these people operate. They think of politics in terms of lining their own pockets. Uh, they are, I have to say, a kind of corrupt operation. In this sense, they resemble the swamp. They're part of the swamp. They're in the swamp and they are swamp creatures themselves. We want to give our money to trusted people who are really fighting the good fight, not people who are taking our money uh, with, on the one side and then laughing at us uh, and undermining the projects that we're trying to fund on the other. Would you be open to do a Q&A, to do it like a debate and to, and to defend your record? Why have you refused to debate your opponent? To, to get it clear, would you be open to do it in a more public forum so this thing could be I'm interested could... in doing things in front of the 168. That's what I'm interested in doing. 
How do you debate someone who refuses to accept the truth, who doesn't live in facts? And there you have it. And there you have it. Just uh, refresh the page real quick. And I'm going to play for you John Rich here, um, who is the founder of Redneck Riviera here. Hey, friends and neighbors, John Rich here, just seeing the news about the RNC and Ronna McDaniel hanging on to her seat. Hard fought, they said. Hard fought race. Harmeet Dillon was right on her heels. I find it so ironic that Ronna will fight tooth and nail to keep her job and her election, but she won't fight tooth and nail with the elections that we really care about, the ones across this country. Um, isn't that ironic? I went out there to Dana Point myself a couple of days ago. I did not want to be there. I only went there because I feel like there's millions of Americans out there that feel like I do. Uh, their disappointment, their, their anger towards how they've seen their money spent at the RNC, uh, that they didn't have a voice and that maybe I could get in the room. And what do you know, I was able to get into the room. I spoke to a lot of the 168. I told them we had no confidence uh, in the RNC after seeing how they've, how they've spent this money on, you know, champagne, yoga pants, private jets, limousines. Oh, by the way, $1,000 a night hotels that they were staying in that night. Go look up the Waldorf Astoria in Dana Point and tell me if you want to book a room there. I don't think so. I don't stay in hotels like that. I've stayed in some nice hotels. This place was off the chart. It was ridiculous and honestly gross. If they wanted to get some respect back, they should have done it at the Doubletree in Dallas, Texas, or the Marriott right here in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, go where normal people go, where average people go to do their business, not living like rock stars. So I would urge you going forward to maybe think about doing what I'm gonna do. And that is, if you have a candidate that you support, donate to the candidate directly. Do not send it in to this giant slush fund hoping it makes its way there. Send it straight to the people that you support. Um, they kept Rana in, so I guess the champagne keeps flowing. Uh, the sushi bar uh, will be nice and stocked and the hotel will be five star, baby. Let's go get our nails done. They can do that, but they ain't doing it with my money. Not anymore. Uh, we got to hold tight, hold together, and let these people know that we don't appreciate um, their low opinion of our hard-earned dollars when we send them in. Mm. You guys and that's what it boils down to. You don't have to donate to the Republican National Committee. You can donate directly to each candidate. And that's, and that's what, everyone what you're going to have to doing. do. The RNC is not for you. Uh, Elise Stefana came out was, oh, we congratulate you. Did you see how her face had changed? She has spent these donors' money to actually give herself all kinds of plastic surgery. I didn't surgery know you could do that. Like, that seems illegal. I don't know. I don't know. She's got $750,000 in floral arrangement, $17 million in donor mementos, um, $1.3 on limousine and chauffeur services, $3.1 on private jet services. Wow. Okay. She is living it up. She's loving her life. She's able to go on shows and write off all the different things that she does. Um based on the fact that she's the, she's the face of the RNC even though we uh the republicans lost pretty much lost in these midterms it should have been they should have wiped the floor with the democrats absolutely um and the fact that the republican establishment has been pushing against like Madison Cawthorn got primaried they primaried somebody 
Okay, they didn't want Blake, Republican. They didn't want Blake Masters in. Right. They didn't want Carrie Lake in. Right. They didn't want any. They don't want any America First MAGA people in. And for all of you guys who love Donald Trump, he was working behind the scenes to get uh, Rona in because one of the main people working for Trump right now is, is friends with her and works with her. Okay, Trump is still surrounded by losers, by people who want the Republican Party to lose okay he congratulated her on the win whereas here's the thing she did nothing to help anybody and harmy dillon has been a lawyer on the ground fighting she's she's project veritas's lawyer she's like this free speech lawyer for so many different cases she's amazing and the fact that like for donald trump honestly to, like Harmony For Donald Dillon, Trump not to even come out and just get behind Mike Lindell. I mean, there, yeah. that's to me is very, very telling as yeah. well. This is, this is very well. We, no, here's a, here's Donald Trump should have used his sway and been smart. Like every smart person could say, "Hey, talk to talk to Mike. Say, let's you know, you're really good at A, B, C, and D. Okay, you are good at different things." But no, this, if, if, if Trump were good, say, look, Carmi, it's like perfect for this position. I can't believe she wants to do it. Let her do it. Everybody get behind it. And then Trump goes out and says, Harmy Dillon should, should, should be the head of the RNC. Then it would have been, it would have, it would have stuck. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, James says she is just another political fat crook. Mike says there's not enough money to cover the plastic surgery she needs. I would say she needs plastic surgery of the heart. She needs Jesus. She needs plastic surgery of the heart. That um, Jeffrey Jeff uh, Bradbury on Facebook says, "I would rather have Mike Lindell. Dylan seems to be a player in the Republican Party. I am so sick of the same old, same old." No, I get you. All right, so Donald Trump has weighed in on the tanks. And this is a Gateway Pundit article you can bring up. First come the tanks, then come the nukes. President Trump calls for the end to for for um for end to crazy war with Russia. It says uh, this is crazy. Uh, get this crazy war ended now so easy to do on wednesday germany and the u.s announced that they were sending tanks um so donald everybody is sending all these tanks to the ukraine so donald trump why all the tanks has one thing right this week there you go all right uh, this is kind of a frustrating story you guys know the colorado baker he actually won in the supreme court he refused to make a gay uh, wedding cake and he went in 2018 um jack phillips won his case before the supreme court now what happened was right after that the uh, somebody um in the middle of, in the middle of all the chaos of the supreme court ruling he says at the ns article this case started the day the supreme court decided they were going to hear our case it was a very busy, very crazy day at the shop. In the middle of all this chaos that he was dealing with with the gay wedding cake, we got a phone call from an attorney in Denver asking us to create a cake pink on the inside and blue icing on the outside. He has since lost a Colorado appeals court, has decided that Jack Phillips and Masterpiece Cake Shop broke the law when he refused to bake the transgender case cake. Now, he won... The, the, the 2008 case before the Supreme Court for the, but the Supreme Court kind of kicked it down the line. It was kind of on a technicality. Okay. Okay. So it's, there's nothing really in case law for him to really go on. 
And so he refused to bake cakes for people based on their gender identity or sexual orientation. In Thursday's ruling, the court said that the symbolism in the decorations on the cake requested by this activist lawyer, Autumn Scardina, would not be attributed to the baker. And therefore, it is not protected free speech to refuse. We conclude that creating a pink cake with blue frosting is not inherently expressive, and any message or symbolism it provides to an observer would not be attributed to the baker. According to the report on Fox News, John Hugh, one of the lawyers who represents Scardina, said Phillips had only refused to bake the cake because he objected to the idea of Miss Scardina wanting a birthday cake that reflects her status as a transgender woman because they would object to the existence of transgender people. Our need not to agree with Jack's views to agree that all Americans should be free to say what they believe, even if the government disagrees with those beliefs. Jack uh, Warner, senior counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, who represented Phillips, said in a statement obtained by the network. It appears the entire cake and lawsuit were set up to continue the harassment. Now, with the, the court's ruling is not based in sound logic. Because no. If somebody had called and said, I would like a blue cake with pink icing or vice versa, that would not, you, you know, you, you know, you probably shouldn't refuse that cake. But the caller was asking for this cake to express being transgender. And so the caller was asking the baker to give her a cake to express something that goes against his religious beliefs. Now, if I was angry at a Muslim baker and I called them up and I asked just for a pink cake with red inside, I don't know. That's a good example. Because I want, and and I and, and I'm you and I'm letting him know I'm going to I'm going to serve this at a barbecue for pigs, and it's going to be because I am having because we're celebrating pigs. The Muslim would be like, I can't do that because you're asking me to partake in something, a message, okay, and. I would think that the Muslims should have the right to refuse that on, on a religious ground As because, because it is known. There's a scripture in the Bible it says, if you eat, eat anything that was sacrificed to an idol and you don't know what sacrifice an idol. Okay. But once you know it's sacrificed to the idol, you can't That's do it. That's when everything changes. So he's a script. He, and, and how come nobody... I would, have, I would have argued. You know, that you in used court. to be able to quote scripture in court, so I don't think that that should have gone anywhere. I, I would, would be quoting have, that scripture. I would have brought that to as as a case. If as somebody had called and said, "I want the pink cake and the blue icing," don't tell me what it's for. Yeah, you know, like whatever, fine, whatever. I will give you your pink cake and blue icing, mm -hmm. not a problem. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you tell me what it's for, then I can't do it. And we and we find out what it's for, right? Exactly. exactly. All right. So let me go back to uh, the RNC because our. Uh, because Candace has a really good point here. Candace Lyons says, only four votes for Mike Lindell to have put Rana back in the position of authority over the RNC. People must have been paid off again. The corruption is corrosive. Praise God, he is our deliverer. Mm -hmm. He is our redeemer. The earth is his and all it contains, including the RNC. 
Amen. Very well said, Candace. Absolutely. Amen. And I agree with you on that. And it's not so much that there was like, they're just paid off. Okay. It is that they are paid off. Like it's a general thing. These offices hold a lot of power. Mm -hmm. And it's only 168 people who are at the top of the RNC across the whole nation. Yeah. Okay. And it's a good old boys club. And it's a good old boys club. And they enjoy being at the top. They enjoy being kingmakers because they are the ones who are getting people elected. It's kind of like the crumbs. Okay. It's kind of like hanging out like you're friends with the Baroness. You're friends with the Duke. Right. And you and you you know that you're going to go to all the parties and you're going to invite it to, and to rub shoulders with people. These people are the ones like you said, they're the kingmakers. They're the ones making the decision. So you've got people so, coming to you wanting to impress you, wanting to be your friend. And so this and is people don't get into these higher positions of the RNC. Because they're good people, because Come they're on. MAGA people, because they're America First people. Right. They get there because they bought their way there. They donated a whole bunch of money. They put in a bunch of time, usually, to. And they convinced everybody around them that they were one of them. So if you're going to get in, you almost have to do it like a spy. And here's the thing. Democrats and people who do not care about the country, who do not care about Republican principles, they run all the time for these positions to stay in power, to stay in control. Look at Paul Ryan. He's married to a Democrat, but they, he says they work it out. No, he's controlled opposition. So is Mitt Romney. Yeah. Her whole family is part of it. Her grandfather was part of it. And so she is. And they're laughing it all the way to the She back. is the controlled opposition. And it's the same thing with Kevin McCarthy. And I'm not playing his super boss speech that he gave, not speech, but think SmackDown to reporter on uh, he took Schiff and Swalwell off of committees and 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 everybody's like well that's how it's done and I told oh, you we took the great. dead fish out of the tank and now we're a hero I know right and Ilan Omar yeah and so I'm not going to praise McCarthy I'm not going down that that path right now because I still think he's a stinking fish speaking of stinking fish this is hilarious to me and also very scary oh dear where did it go I shut it I shut it down didn't then I? it's probably on mine you've got it okay so, you're not ready for this. Okay. Scientists are using CRISPR gene editing to put alligator genes into catfish. Huh? I know. Why? Because they want to stop disease. No. Mm-hmm. Crazy, huh? So, we've got to stop playing God for number one. Okay? Yeah. Just like full stop. Oh, I pressed the wrong button there. Full stop. Stop playing God. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, this is from the Gateway Pundit, Dr. Rex Dunham, Rex. An ex Rex, Rex Dunham, an expert in fish genetics in the University of Auburn, alongside his colleagues, is attempting to insert alligator genes into genomes this of fish. This is gonna end so bad. I just can. I just. I'm seeing the mutant alligators. Because here's the thing: they're gonna become land-dwelling creatures before we know it. Catfish can get so big. So, that is such a good point. And I've seen a lot of movies. I'm telling you, I've seen okay. so many movies. The team of researchers and scientists also plan to genetically alter the catfish to make sure that they can no longer produce. Huh? They want. They decided to insert alligator genes into catfish because alligators contain the gene catholicidin, an antimicrobial used to fight infections. So for this, their experiment, the team of scientists are using the CRISPR, CRISPR gene editing We tool. just got to stop gene editing altogether. I don't care if it's in fish, alligators, humans. Stop it. Stop gene editing. 
Okay, Stop they want to try to kill two birds with one stone. You're just going to kill all the birds and everyone else. And they want, they don't want the fish to be able to spawn. That worked it really well in Jurassic Park. Uh, the resulting fish do seem to be more resistant to infections. When the I researchers put two different mm -hmm. types of disease-causing bacteria in water tanks, they found the gene-edited fish were much more likely to survive than their counterparts. Guys. But what's, why are they trying to say, go ahead and make this? So what are they saying about not being able to reproduce? They're just, um, so I guess don't worry, saying, we're not going to let them reproduce yet. Or we're going to only, we're going to be doing all of the catfish breeding ourselves. What is this? Or they're going to just introduce sterile fish with the gene in hopes that somehow it affects other fish. Life will find a way. Stop it. Stop with the gene editing, man. I'm telling you what. God is going to strike everybody dead with the wrath of God who w tries to edit the genes. So in 2021, catfish farms in the United States produce 307 million pounds of fish. Okay. On a per pound basis, anywhere from 60 to 70% of U.S. aquaculture is catfish production. That's a lot of catfish. But catfish farming is also a great breeding ground for infections. From the time farmed fish are newly hatched to the time they are harvested, around 40% of the catfish die from diseases. The alligator gene, which Durham's research turned up as a potential answer, codes for a protein. And we talked about this. This particular protein is antimicrobial, which is why you, I guess you can't kill alligators. And they don't die in the wild or something. How about this? How about this? I got a better idea. It is thought to protect alligators from developing infections in Alligators? Wounds. The, it, oh, it's a pro it's, it's this a, is the protein the from actual, the alligator. Oh, alligator. So it's thought to protect alligators from developing infections in the wounds they sustain during their aggressive fights with each other. They're going to start getting catfish to fight each other. Let me tell you something. Stop with the industrial fish farms. Mm. That would stop all of this. Full stop. Okay? Guys, get a pole. You want fish? Go fishing. Stop getting them from fish farms. You want pigs? Raise them or get them from a farmer that's local. You want cows? Raise them or get them from, from a farm that's local. You want chicken? Raise them or get them from a, lar a farm that's local. Stop when, with, if, we don't have to edit the genes. This is, let me, history lesson time. Are y'all ready for this? Leah, why do we drink homogenized pasteurized milk? We don't. Why does society do that? I'll answer the question because Leah's too busy looking for no, an No, no, I don't know where you're trying to go with this. Because they moved milk production into the cities. Yes. And it was so nasty that the people that were milking the cows, they were cold and they would literally put their stanky feet in the buckets and the pails of the milk to keep them warm. And then they were giving that milk to people. And they said, well, we can't do this. We, we, we're, we're making people sick. So instead of stopping the horrific practices that were making the milk so unsanitary... Right. They're like, well, really, we're just going to pasteurize all of the milk. Louis Pasteur, we're just going to cook it all down and cook anything from your stanky feet from being soaked in the milk pail. Forget telling them to stop putting their feet in there. Forget telling, forget having cows be pushed into the city, right? So forget telling people to fish or encourage local smaller fisheries, right, to come up. Forget that. Let's just go straight to editing the genes. Mm -hmm. 
That's where I'm going with this because we also see this with the avian flu. Why do we have so much avian flu? It's and and then they what they do when it, when avian flu starts creeping up again. Yeah. What do you hear the most about? Backyard flocks of chickens. But mm -hmm. where is the avian flu originating from? Is it coming from the backyard uh, flocks of chickens? No, it's coming from the confinement factory farms of chickens that are literally squeezed in like this and can't move their entire life in their fast Frankenstein, you know, growing. And, they, and some of them, a lot of them get trampled to death and then they have grates in the floor and they, they just squish the dead chicken down into the grate by all the trampling of the chickens. This is your chicken that you are getting from the store. Yeah. It is so disgusting. It is so vile. So instead of trying to fight industrialized farming, just watch Food Inc. Guess what? There's a sequel out coming yeah. out. Instead of trying to get food the way God intended, they're trying to play God. And that's the problem that I have with all of the Green New Deals and the AOCs of this world. Because the answer is in how God designed us to live. And instead, they are pushing us further and further to the brink of extinction right? while claiming they're going green. So it's interesting you should bring this up because I read this thread. And this is a guy, he sells like his own like tortilla chips. And sometimes he'll do like other health food things just to get you to read his threads. But this is a good thread. Raw milk is one of the nutrient dense a most nutrient dense foods on the planet. Exactly. All mammals grow from helpless infancy to functioning childhood on a strict diet of their mother's raw milk. And raw milk has been a dietary staple of the most prominent cultures since the dawn of history. And I'm going to bring this up here. And there, um, in fact, you could argue that early human civilizations, particularly in cold, inhospitable climates, succeeded only because of the domestication of dairy animals. Easy to access to a hi to highly anabolic Nutrient-dense food is a massive survival advantage. Today, it is illegal. Makes sense? Of course not. To understand what happened, we have to go back to the 1850s. Prior to this period, cows were exclusively raised outdoors on pasture. They ate a natural diet of mostly grass and had similar lives to their undomesticated ancestors. Yet, as people moved into industrial cities, they needed to bring the cows with them since refrigeration wasn't a thing. But how do you raise dairy cows in an urban center? De uh, dedicated pasture inside city parks? Good idea, but what about warehouses where they could be kept inside all day and fed whatever semi-edible garbage you can find nearby? Sounds cheaper. That's exactly what they did. In Brooklyn, for example, they kept cows in warehouses and fed them trash and the byproducts from neighborhood whiskey distilleries. Uh, this milk was then fed to the local population. By 1850, these poor sanitation practices caught up with the New York City residents. In what became known as the Swill Milk Scandal, over 8,000 babies died that year from drinking toxic tainted milk. This was rightfully a massive scandal at the time. How did the authorities respond? Rather than fixing the root of the problem, the living conditions of and diet of the cows, Thank you. or the living condition and diet of the catfish, they turned to the work of a man named Louis Pasteur for help. He discovered that bacteria were implicated in many diseases and that heat kills most bacteria. After finding bacteria in swill milk, note, there are bacteria everywhere, they started boiling the milk to kill the bacteria. This is called pasteurization, and it prevented instant death from drinking the milk. Problem solved. Of course, but none of the nutritional benefits from real milk were to be found in this garbage-fed boiled drink. But since people stopped dying and milk producers didn't have to spend money truly fixing the problem, people stopped complaining. Um... And uh, cut costs, cut quality. The rest of the country quickly followed suit, and pasteurization laws swept the nation, even where no one had suffered from unpasteurized milk. This effectively made raw milk illegal. 
It's called real milk. There's not something. There's no such thing as raw. Okay, but these laws didn't force uh, dairy farmers to make quality milk. They just allowed them to make their abomination of nature, quote, safe. If anything, it allowed the dairy industry to cut more corners while claiming their product was safe due to this new blessing of modern industry. So what's the problem? Aside from total lack of accountability for the dairy industry, yes, that corrupt dairy industry, pasteurization destroys most of the things that made milk well milk, i.e. one of the healthiest things a human can eat. Here are just a few advantages of unpasteurized milk. Bioavailable, bioavailable vitamin A, calcium, phosphorus, beneficial enzymes, undenatured protein, live probiotic bacteria, immunoglobins, and all of these health benefits get burned to a crisp when milk is pasteurized, which has uh, been legally mandated ever since. But times have changed. Thanks to refrigeration and modern cleanliness practices, raw milk can be produced at small rural dairies and shipped far away. There's no need for pasteurization anymore. Yet the dairy plants, which own legally protected monopolies on pasteurization, would make less money if consumers could get better, healthier, fresher product from the farms. So they do their best to keep it uh, illegal. But there's hope. You can still buy legally or semi-legally if you know where to look. And we would tell you to go to um, farmtoconsumerlegaldefensefund.com and they have um, a whole list of by state um, raw milk laws. They work very hard to try to get food freedom uh, legislation passed. And this is very important to us. Um, one of my favorite books, and I know every once in a while we do um, book recommendations. I think that every, every single person should have this book, Nourishing Traditions. This is an investment. I don't make money off of this. Everyone should read this book. It's called by, Nourishing by Traditions. Fallon. And it's kind of based recipes that are based in history based on uh, Dr. Uh, Weston A. Price, who, what he did was he went to indigenous tribes tribes, and he went back to other cultures that weren't westernized with sugar and flour. And how did they have healthy bodies? They had strong teeth. Um, they had a good jawline. They, and, and, and they compared it to um, a generation or even the same generation, like an Alaskan Inuit, who goes into town, starts eating white bread and just white sugar and sugar. like regular food, their teeth, their jaws actually get smaller. Their teeth start to decay. And um, if so you see, we have a whole generation of people that have rounded shoulders, rounded faces, mm -hmm. their uh, teeth. It's not square. Like mankind is actually designed to be a, a more squarish looking, mm -hmm. you know, when you eat the most healthy foods, that's what you get. And all of this unhealthy food has created essentially what we're looking at is the soy boys minus the soy. And it's actually plus the soy. I would say it's because of the soy. What I mean is, yes, of course it's with the soy, but I mean, even without soy, white flour, ble you know, bleached sugar, mm -hmm. all these um, products that we are consuming every single day. And you're passing it down genetically. I don't know how that works to your children, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So Facebook. Wait, uh, Tracy says, I get raw milk and then I ferment it. I make butter and I use the milk in my coffee. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, let me read a couple more comments. Um, which sequel? So Food Inc. is a terrifying film. It might turn you into a vegetarian. It didn't. It just turned us into pig farmers. Uh, truly, we're gonna we get our own meat now because we've seen that that film, and you you almost can never eat out again, knowing or buy meat from the grocery store, knowing how these animals are raised. It's a horror movie, um, and they're making a sequel to that. 
And um, Mike says, maybe make cleaner ways to farm the fish. There, I'm sure there are cleaner ways to farm the fish, but not, at not an as profitable. industrial scale. Exactly. Right? Definitely not on an industrial scale. No. All right. So Facebook has reinstated Trump after two years, but with new, quote, guardrails in place. A little more than a week after Trump, the Trump campaign urged Facebook uh, Meta to lift the ban on the former president. The social media giant has agreed to reinstate him on both Facebook and Instagram after a two-year ban. Nick Clegg, Meta's president of Global Affairs, says, We've always believed that Americans should be able to hear from the people who want to lead the country. We don't want to stand in the way of that. Mm. Now, remember, we legitimately could not play for two years any videos of Trump talking, on not Facebook. one on Facebook, not one video of Trump saying anything. Okay. This is ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. Hillary Clinton could be played all day long, doubting the election, spouting literal lies that Russia, 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 Russia craziness that, you know, and, and with the BLM riots, you know, promoting violence. And, and the false narrative there, it, you know, the BLM riots burned down a city block, set many cities on fire, including Washington, D.C., where our president, Donald Trump, had to go into hiding because they were so close to taking over Washington, D.C. Like, they burned down a church, or they set a church on fire, they didn't burn it down. Um, but they say social media is rooted in the belief that open debate and the free flow of ideas are important values, especially at a time when they are under threat in many places around the world. As a general rule, we don't want to get on the way of open public and democratic debate on Meta's platforms, <laughs> especially in the context of elections. In democratic societies like the United States, the public should be able to hear what their politicians are saying. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Where is so this coming from? Inform, incho, inform choices at the ballot. But what does? But that does not mean there are no limits to what people can say on our platform. When there is a clear risk of real-world harm, a deliberately high bar for Meta to interfere in public discourse, we act. We know that any decision we make on this issue will be fiercely criticized. Reasonable people will disagree over whether it's the right decision to bring back Cheeto Man. But we a decision has been you. made. So we have tried to make it as best we can in a way that is consistent with our values and the process we establish in response to the oversight board's guidance. We usually leave only lefties on, but we realize that we look like such hypocrites that okay, we have to now you're just add back on. Oh yes. my gosh, you're killing me, man. It's a pivotal moment in the debate over the best way to handle harmful content posted by politicians. Um... It, this is this is really crazy. Um, they're saying that if he calls again for another insurrection, then they'll take him Which down. he never called for an insurrection. So what does that even mean? Where is your proof? These people have nothing. Now, the Trump campaign, I'm assuming, is the one behind trying to get Trump back on Facebook. You can't run a presidential campaign if you are not allowed on the largest platforms in the in the world. Okay, so I, I've been saying this for a while, ever since uh, Elon Musk reinstated Trump on Twitter. When is Trump going to go back to these platforms? Because now he's asking to be on Facebook, but he is not utilizing his Twitter. 
Do you have any, um, are you taking bets on this, Leah? I don't when, know. When if Trump's going to come he's back to saying Twitter? that we just, we just do not want, if he is to return to our services, for him to do what he did on January 6th, which is to use our services to delegitimize the 2024 election, much as he sought to discredit the 2020 election. Though they've already said, if you, if you contest the results, even though Hillary Clinton still goes around delegitimizing, de making making everybody I'm gonna is make saying, a prediction right here right now okay i am not convinced that they the powers that be are going to let trump be the nominee i don't know how far so you're looking at 2024 right like assuming that president trump is going to be the nominee if it were up to the people and it were a proper vote then he would be so i thought trump owned true social but he has an agreement with True Social, so he's not the owner of True Social. That requires him to first channel any and all social media communications through Truth for at least six hours before cross-posting, and that agreement expires in June. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so that makes sense why he hasn't used Twitter. Very but do you understand what I'm saying as far as, uh, you know, if they control, and we do know that they, they control the elections, and if, if they do... Are they going to let him be the nominee? Is it in their favor to allow him to be the nominee? Are they going to try to get yes. behind somebody that they can control yes. as the nominee? Yes, they are going to get behind somebody they can control. I think it's in their favor. You think it's in their favor for them to choose Donald Trump? Trump is so... They can see the writing on the wall. They can see people would have to hold their nose to vote for him. So what you're saying is they're going to try to just get behind a Gavin Newsom or something on the left instead of getting behind a more um, crummy Republican candidate. Oh, no, they want a Democrat in. You think so? Oh, absolutely. They don't want the Republican. That was too, that's too scary. Really? I mean, they've done it. They did it with the both Bushes. The, but the, 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 the people were asleep. They can't get behind. The people will be, there's, there, that, that world doesn't exist. That was be pre-internet. That's true. That was pre-figuring out that George Bush II was one of them. Yeah. No, they can't take that gamble anymore. That has to be a Democrat. And um, I think they would love to see the love to see Trump lose again. Absolutely. All right. So Biden to families struggling to put food on the table, buy a new energy efficient refrigerator. That's always the answer. If you cannot afford food, buy a refrigerator. Yeah. All the way that to the sounds left. like a good, to the left, a good plan to there. To the right. I meant just right to the end here. They're right on the, the end of the, the Gateway Pundits. Right here. You said to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right. That was, you're, you're getting perturbed at something that was, that was no. very confusing coming out of your mouth. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> okay. So, you know, our, we had a, a, a refrigerator scare. We a did. month or so ago. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to have to buy a new refrigerator. And I'm thinking budget wise, can we, can we make that happen? You know, and all these thoughts are going through my head. If I was struggling to buy food, the last thing that I'm thinking is buy a refrigerator. Why did he say this? Well, because he's getting hit hammered, but with inflation uh, questions. And so, you know, he's, he's got some, some answers. And by the way, Families are going to save more than $1,000 a year on tax credits for these vehicles when they purchase one. And energy-efficient appliances like refrigerators and washing machines. Oh, wow. So don't worry that you can't buy food. If you're, if, 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 if you're buying new cars that are energy-efficient and you're buying stoves and refrigerators that are energy-efficient, you're going to get tax credits. So then, of course, you can afford to buy food. Yeah. Because everybody that can't afford to buy food 
goes and buys new cars and An energy efficient refrigerator is probably going to cost you fifteen hundred dollars. Yep, if not more. And gonna get you a thousand dollar tax credit. No, but that's gonna be the way these tax credit works. Is that's the that's the maximum. maximum. Okay, you're probably gonna get a hundred bucks of a tax credit to a nor to a newer refrigerator. To your fifteen hundred dollar refrigerator. No, the thousand dollars is to the sixty five thousand dollar electrical car. All right, here we have uh, from Paul Joseph Watson. During an event in Springfield, Virginia, Joe Biden joked about people thinking he was stupid before making yet another embarrassing verbal gaffe. The president made the remarks while addressing the state of the economy. I, uh, I said that uh, when I was seeking the nomination, I said, take a seat, everybody. And there wasn't a single chair in the place. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I said that uh, when I was seeking the nomination, I said, Take a seat, everybody. And there wasn't a single chair in the place. And said, so that Biden really is stupid. He doesn't know. Where's Doug? Congressman. He's around here somewhere. Okay. Um, I, I would like to... Uh, um, Scroll down. We're not done. Wait, but I want to give a tip to anybody that's talking to Joe. Mm -hmm. Just say this. Hey, Joe, stop asking where people are. Just like number one, stop asking where people are. No president added more to the debt in four years than my president. I, I misspoke. Twenty-five percent of our country's entire debt. I have no idea what he was saying there. Well, but he's right. I know. Play it one more time. Hang on. Let me play it. There we go. No president added more to the debt in four years than my president. I, I misspoke. 25% of our country's entire debt. He says, my president. That's a very confusing statement. I don't really know what he was trying to get across. Then my presidency, then maybe when Barack was president, is Kamala president? And then what's with the 25% of the debt there? Mm. there? Are there any more? Is that it? No, that's it for now. But I do have a, a, a really great video from, um, <laughs> a really great video from the press secretary. Um, Here she is. Yeah. Je what's her name again? Pierre something. Jean-Pierre. All right. Uh, we have spoke uh, like between me and some friends that uh, in this country, and this I'm, I'm making this point because, because we need to remind people that America is the only country on earth that people die by gun without even being on in war because i'm giving this example because in africa there is countries in of in war but people doesn't even have access to gun it's very hard because the government and everybody is very conscious that the guns can cause a lot of destruction but in this country it's very normal for everybody to have access to gun and this needs to be controlled uh we have spoke so a reporter from africa or wait, I'm not sure who the reporter was, honestly, where the reporter was from. Um, but um, this reporter is saying that America is the only country in the world where people are killed by guns and not just war. And Twitter actually has one of these, um, like, notes. America is not the only country with deaths by gun. Brazil had the most gun deaths in 2019. Per capita, America is not even in the top 10 for gun deaths. So Twitter has an actual fact check that is accurate. Well, it's people, it's uh, community generated. It's okay. not generated by Twitter. Okay. So 
I find that absolutely hilarious and that 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 person is even in any sort of position of journalism. That was that was uh, that was unfortunate to watch there. Uh, Mike says uh, South Africa has people killing farmers, I think, with guns, but uh, it doesn't matter by what people kill people when they want to kill people. And that's the bottom line. Africa doesn't have anybody killing anyone with guns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, she meant it. not by war, but apparently Africa is so war ridden that it's that's an exception. That's the you're not allowed to put that in the category of what she was saying there. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. That was painful. That that was, thank was, you for that. Lot thank you for the painful. painful. Thank you for the pain. What is this? A lot of this is. <laughs> I don't know. That's your. You got. No, that's here? not. I don't have that up. Oh, well, You're just at my feed now. Okay. Okay, go. we're going to take a commercial break. I love commercial breaks. So I do this when, when news doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the news. This is a clip shared by our friends, Baker Green Acres. Uh, they call it the turkey stampede. music real quick just so I can make a point while you're watching this what I was talking about is you all want to believe that when you get a turkey from the store that this is the life that they're all leading out on grass okay but when you get that turkey for Thanksgiving from the store guilty I've done it okay they are literally raised side by side no room to sit no room to lay. And how long does it take a, a, a turkey to reach weight? Um, these are faster growing turkeys. Um, well, whatever it is. I don't know what it like is. Like three months. Yeah. So three months. They're in the worst hellish prison condition you could possibly yeah. imagine. This. And Anne, get this. When you eat this turkey like ones from Baker's Green Acres, by the way, that goodness of their happy life. Gets in your body. Yeah. So you, so I don't want to so much harp on the fans. badness, but, but I want to, I want you guys to be allured by getting your turkeys from real farmers. So one of our friends, she is a, a her own little farmer and she farms on like, was it seven and a half acres? Mm -hmm. And she will do turkeys and she's done them several years in a row and we've gone and they're the biggest bang for your buck. Yeah. Because you get so much meat out of I don't turkey. think she's done a year of processing turkeys without us helping her. Um, I enjoy processing the turkeys, even though if one whacks you in the face, it hurts With bad. The wings, yeah. It's but huge. you get the biggest bang for your buck, right? Now, uh, so Tracy wants to know what makes the turkeys white. That's just the breeding of what are cons I don't know what the the name of the turkey so breed there, is. So these are really more fast. along the lines of um, the Cornish, Cornish crosses. Cross. So they 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 bred these specific turkeys to, to grow, grow very fast. fast and to have feathers that are easily plucked. Exactly. They're bred for that is is the answer to your question there. That was a fun little commercial break, Leah. Mm -hmm. I like that. And if you go to the very last tweet there, um, Jean-Pierre Jean has some really intelligent words for us here. Oh, geez. That's more sarcasm. Although I really do like her hair. I'm not going to lie. I love her hair. And honestly, she is snazzily dressed most of the time. Yeah. She's the best. She's just really well dressed. We're seeing almost 11 jobs created under this president. We're seeing almost 11 jobs created under this president. We're seeing We're almost seeing 11, 11 jobs created. 11 jobs created under this president.
under this. These president. are the kind of stars Joe Biden gets. Job you, or Joe, or Joe Biden, you made eleven jobs in the whole country. It feels like my good YouTube job. Views. <laughs> we got eleven views today. We got eleven people watching on Facebook. No, it does feel that way, but we we value each and every single one of you, and you guys know that that's true. Um, Tracy says she's very beautiful. I, I actually agree with you. I think she is a really pretty lady. Um, unfortunately, the Satan inside is, is a little bit awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeff says, PETA says, don't eat chickens as they have families like you. That's why we get the family buckets. No one left behind. <laughs> Jeff, that was good. That was a good one. That was a good, that was a good one. That was oh, funny. Oh my gosh. All right, let's bring up, it's time for Conspiracy Theory Hour. Oh, I don't have an intro for that. Um, conspiracy Tucker Carl Theory So, Ghislaine Maxwell, she came out and said, I don't believe Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Okay, well, neither did the rest of us, and Tucker Carlson did a, a Bravo segment on, on you. Okay. Yeah, Bravo on you. I'm glad you're all getting she, here. Wait, let me get Oh, wait, wait, go ahead. You can play that real quick. What is this? So, this is just the yeah, University of Arizona break? commercial break. That is putting male urinals in the female bathrooms. So in the bathroom in the art building at ASU, and I see this. I just have to double check and make sure that I think. Hmm. So if the person is yeah. a female, they would not be peeing in a stand-up urinal because, because, because women must squat to pee or it just slides right down your legs. And it's horrible. <laughs> and it's awful. Okay? No, I have a better question, so though. So I'm looking at that urinal. I'm thinking... I would, they, it's not going to work. Leah. It won't work. Okay, no, but I. That won't work. I would need it away from the wall to squat. Because I have peed outside <laughs> many times. Okay, not a problem. Squatty to pee, not a problem. But that's too close to the wall. That's not the issue, though. You're addressing this all wrong. I am. <laughs> no. Um, raise your hand if you're watching. And your home has a urinal. Yeah. Why do you need a urinal? Is there some sort of unwritten rule that men must pee in a urinal out in public? Or did you put the urinal next to the toilet so that two people can go at the same time? Like, I'm just so confused about why you need a urinal. Even let the men in, find whatever. The men are in the bathroom. Why do you need a urinal in there? This is some sort of woke, like, joke. This is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. I mean, there's no reason for y'all to have a Men, urinal. That's I never thought about that. Men need toilets because you gotta go number two sometimes. And guess what? Men can pee sitting down. But that's not even the point. You can pee standing up in but a public I mean toilet. What I mean is if you are a transgender, you can pee in the toilet. Yes, you can pee in the toilet. Everybody pees in the toilet. Everybody pees in the damn toilet. Because every house, I don't know, I've never been to a house that has a urinal. And you know what? You wouldn't want one. Why is it they, well, I don't even know why urinals exist. Because they stink. They always smell so bad. 
They stink so bad. It smells so bad. If you've ever had to clean a men's bathroom. Candace says, hey, now your replays rock the views. Thank you, Candace. It's just evil. Okay, so wait, where were we going back with this? We're going to Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. No, this is Project Veritas. We we don't even need this clip because we played this already, right? Yeah. All right. Jeffrey Epstein did not... Can I say that on Facebook? I feel like I'm going to get banned or something. Let's close this. Do you want me to do it? Do you want me to get it to you? I lost. You lost it? Well, I never found it. So I, you can't lose something. You never you found it. If it were never lost. I don't know where it's. I think you closed it out. I did not close it out. I can open it up again, though. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I think you closed it out. Wait, what was all... that? Oh, that was Bill Barr. Uh-uh. Here, here we go. You didn't close it out. You're doing okay. good. Oh, we're going to play all this whole thing. Yeah, we're going to play it, man. It's eight minutes long. It'll go by fast. Well, Tucker always does. You want me to play this on the 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 big the big screen then? It's you gonna be an eight minute one. All right, you want people to see your reaction? All right. Just play Jeffrey. It's Saturday morning, video. August tenth, twenty nineteen. Attorney General William Barr was working in his home office when his chief of staff called to say that Jeffrey Epstein had just been found dead in his cell in New York City. Barr was shocked and upset to hear this. His first reaction, as he recounts in his memoir was to worry that some people in America might not buy the idea that Jeffrey Epstein had killed himself. Quote, no one's going to believe it was a suicide, Barr fretted to his chief of staff. There will be conspiracy theories all over the place. Now, that's a pretty odd response if you think about it. At the time, there was no way that Bill Barr could have known for sure how Jeffrey Epstein died. So you would think, as the attorney general, his first concern would be finding out what actually happened. But instead, his first concern was worried that the public might jump to unapproved conclusions about what happened. And in some ways, Bill Barr was right to worry. Many Americans did not believe that Jeffrey Epstein had killed himself. Given the strange circumstances of his death, stranger even than most people understood at the time, it was going to take a sustained public relations campaign to convince Americans that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. But Bill Barr was willing to make the effort. Two days later, he flew to New Orleans, gave a speech, and said this. I was appalled, and indeed the whole department was, and frankly, angry, to learn of the MCC's failure to adequately secure this prisoner. We are now learning of serious irregularities at this facility that are deeply concerning and demand a thorough investigation. The FBI and the Office of Inspector General are doing just that. Mm. We will get to the bottom of what happened and there will be accountability. Mm. Mm. So the country is skeptical and concerned. Bill Barr is skeptical and concerned. We will get to the bottom of what happened and there will be accountability, he promised that day. But that turned out to be untrue. Three and a half years after Jeffrey Epstein died, no one has gotten to the bottom of what happened that day. Sometimes things that are untrue are mistakes. Sometimes they're lies. This is a lie. And there has been no accountability for it. The only people ever punished for the grotesque malfeasance surrounding Epstein's death were two low-level guards who fell asleep on duty that night. Both pleaded guilty to... Both guards were asleep. Both guards asleep. Because you know what? They ate too much turkey that night. ...falsifying government records. But last year, with no real explanation, an Obama-appointed judge dropped all charges against both of them. One of the guards may still work for the federal government. As for getting to the bottom of what happened, despite Mm -hmm. many promises from many... It ain't your fault, honey, when you eat too much turkey, you just get real sleepy. You know, both y'all just probably had a turkey sandwich. ...various officials. 
Neither the FBI nor the Justice Department's Office of Inspector General has ever issued a report explaining how Jeffrey Epstein died. Nope. Not a word. Nope. So once again, three and a half years after one of the most widely covered deaths of our time, there are still no answers and there is still no accountability. Why is that? Well, many reasons, probably, but one of them is that Washington veteran Bill Barr, the only man in the modern era to serve as attorney general twice, declared the Epstein case closed. Now, at first blush, Barr seems to have good reason for doing that. By the end of 2019, Barr writes in his memoir, I was confident that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide by hanging himself. Now, why did Bill Barr believe that? Well, the first piece of evidence he offers up is this, quote, the New York City medical examiner had conducted an autopsy and ruled that Epstein killed himself by hanging. That's the first piece of evidence. The second is this. It's a videotape that, quote, confirmed the medical examiner's findings. I personally reviewed that video footage, Barr writes. It shows conclusively that between the time Epstein was locked in his cell at 7.49 p.m. on the night of August 9th and the time he was discovered the next morning at 6.30, no one entered his tier, end quote. Therefore, Bill Barr explained, we can know for sure that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. In his book, Barr ends this section on Epstein with a self-congratulatory note. The management changes I made at the time to the federal prison system were good ones, and I think the agency is slowly on its way back. In other words, everything is fine now. Let's move on. This was enough for most journalists in Washington. Virtually every subsequent news story about Jeffrey Epstein's death denounced skeptics of the official story as crazy, who, for whatever reason, were engaged in, quote, baseless conspiracy theories. What's amazing, in retrospect, is that none of these reporters, veterans at the Washington Post, the Associated Press, NBC News, the New York Times, many others, none of them ever thought to revisit Bill Barr's assessment of Epstein's death and measure it against the basic tenets of common sense. If you did that, you saw that what Bill Barr said about Jeffrey Epstein was transparently absurd and very obviously dishonest. Barr began by claiming that the medical examiner who conducted Epstein's autopsy ruled his death a suicide. But that is not true. The initial cause of death following the autopsy was not suicide, but, quote, pending, which is to say unclear. The medical examiner who performed the autopsy could not say how Jeffrey Epstein died. Forensic pathologist Michael Bodden, who was also present that day, came away believing Epstein had been murdered. After reviewing more than a thousand suicides by hanging in New York State, Bodden later said, he couldn't find a single neck injury, not one, that matched the injury that Epstein sustained. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself, Bodden concluded. He was strangled. The physical evidence he saw at the autopsy made that obvious. But New York City's chief medical examiner, Barbara Sampson, who was not present at the autopsy, overruled the judgment of those who were. Days later, on the basis of no new evidence or investigation, Barbara Sampson simply declared Jeffrey Epstein's death a suicide. That was the city's official but totally unsupported conclusion, which Bill Barr and many others promptly repeated. Why did Chief Medical Examiner Barbara Sampson do that? We don't know. We called Sampson today to ask her, but she hung up on us. Then there's the question of the videotape, which Barr cited. Both cameras trained on the door of Jeffrey Epstein's cell did not work that night, famously. And to this day, no one has explained why they didn't work. So the video footage that Bill Barr said he watched didn't cover Epstein's cell, just the entrance to the larger cell block. No one came in or out of the tier, Barr said. Therefore, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. So let's consider that claim rationally. On the night of August 9th, Jeffrey Epstein was being held in the special housing unit of the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Manhattan, the most secure part of the city's federal lockup. 
It would be physically impossible for a stranger to get in and out of this facility without an electronic pass and without being seen by the countless cameras in place between the street and the locked ninth floor of the building. So if Jeffrey Epstein was murdered, he was not murdered by an intruder, someone who came into the tier. He was murdered by someone on his own cell block, obviously. There were seven other cells on Epstein's tier, and each one housed dangerous criminals. So if you were looking for a killer, you would figure out who was in those cells. But no one seems to have thought of that or done it. The Bureau of Prisons refused to provide us with a list of the inmates on Epstein's tier. It's not clear how many of them were even interviewed by investigators, despite the fact that some of them were transferred out of the facility shortly after Epstein's death. That's a baffling oversight. Instead, Attorney General Bill Barr simply assured the country that no one from outside came into Jeffrey Epstein's tier and declared the case solved. And if you think about it, that is a remarkable way to assess a potential crime scene, especially when you consider the source. Bill Barr was not a civilian or a crime novel aficionado. He was the chief law enforcement officer of the United States. He was the nation's top cop. His job was to solve crimes. And yet somehow with all his law enforcement experience, it never seemed to dawn on Bill Barr that if there was a killer, the killer would have come from one of the cells on Epstein's tier. And then further, apparently, no one in the entire FBI suggested this to Bill Barr as they reviewed the case. Excuse me, Mr. Attorney General. It doesn't matter what the camera outside the tier shows. What matters is what happened inside the tier. Again, obvious. And yet, apparently, no one at DOJ ever said that to Bill Barr, and no one in the media noticed. Wow. That was very um, thorough. I just learned something new just by reading the tweet that I tweeted this out from. Oh, do you want me to pull that up? You can. And then I just retweeted an article from 2019. Bill Barr's dad worked for the CIA as well. Shocking. He ran a school, a co-ed school called Dalton. He hired Jeffrey Epstein to be a teacher at his school. And not only that, oh my gosh, this has to be like its own show. Has anybody else done this show? Right now you guys are watching Lee and Michelle learn a giant conspiracy theory that is obviously true because the, these are the facts of the matter. Okay. So which link do I click on to get to where you're at? This right here. Well, you can just go here. Um, disgraced Wall Streeter Jeffrey Epstein was arrested. For his alleged involvement in sex this was written july 13th 2019. epstein's past and how he made his money remains murky but details have continued to emerge about his history we know that epstein briefly taught at the dalton school a private co-ed school in the upper east side manhattan in the early 1970s students in his classes at the time who wished to remain anonymous described epstein uh, as a young man who dressed flamboyantly with a thick new york accent and was very hot very high energy and dynamic Donald Barr, Dalton's headmaster and father of Bill Barr, hired Epstein to teach math and science. I need to know why the world is so small with all of these people. How are they question. all connected? It's a very good question. I don't know. Even in my own hometown of Milford, Ohio, people don't know each other and aren't connected like this. That's very true. 
What we've all been wondering, one of Epstein's former students said, is how did this guy get this job in the first place without, without a, a degree. degree at a very prestigious school? Epstein was hired without a college degree. Barr, thought of as a no-nonsense, a no saw promise in the young man who was in his early 20s at the time. Dalton's yearbook from 75 to 76 show Epstein sporting a smile. After impressing parents and students, Epstein was able to jump from teaching the children of Wall Streeters to becoming a Wall Streeter himself. Dun, dun, dun. Jeffrey, Bill Barr's dad, in, got him in the business. Yep. Because Bill Barr, Donald Barr, this is all insane. This is all insane. Now, I want to get my facts straight. Live on air. We are doing the research. Okay. Donald Barr was OSS during World... Now, the, now CIA, the CIA. During World War II, serving in Germany. Around 1959, he also had a habit of sending fake letters to the New York Times under the name of Charles Danforth Rossiter and penned under his secretary's fake name, Mary Lou Ten Ick. And this person says, I know this because my father knew Don Barr at the time. He wrote to William Barr a few years ago and confirmed those facts. Dig under those names. Might find, find something interesting. Donald Barr initiated the Columbia University Science Honors Program in 1958 and was director until 1964. He was also, this would also be a good way to meet super smart kids like this guy's father. Bizarrely, my grandfather served in the OSS at the same time. This is just all very weird and this all connecting together and so if donald barr served in the oss in world war ii aka cia and then somehow he becomes the headmaster of a of prestigious a of all of the richest kids in 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 the country right okay so let's go back over here this is all so strange um these are all facts Yahoo, you know, it's factual. <laughs> uh, there's a New York Times article, too, I, I could have brought up. Um, so students remember Epstein telling them that his relationship with Lynn Greenberg, the daughter of Bear, Bear Stearns chairman Alan Ace Greenberg, helped Epstein secure his first Wall Street job. Although he was described as, as although this was described as hearsay, it has also been reported that Epstein curried favor with Greenberg after uh, tutoring the banker's son, uh, more than 30 years later, the Eps after Epstein's resignation at Bear and his money managing that remained shrouded in secrecy, Epstein struck a plea deal on sex crimes. Now, here is the other part to this very strange story. Now, I'm going to actually go to Vice for this because they're saying that we conspiracy theorists are obsessed with Donald Barr's <clears throat> book that he wrote in 1973 which was an intergalactic sex trafficking ring. Nuh-uh. You can't make this up. Oh my God. Epstein truthers are obsessed with a sci-fi book about child sex slavery written by Bill Barr's dad. This person said, I bought a novel by Donald Barr about sex slaves in space for $1.95. Now it's worth hundreds. It's called Space Relations. A pagoda tower like tower stands in the foreground of the book's cover with a spaceship flying behind in the distance the book's title space relations is spectacularly bland but the subtitle 
a slightly gothic interplanetary tale. Got this person curious. Um, let's see what's what's in it. Um, I'm trying to get to what's in this because you guys were learning as we. Where is? Come wait, on, wait, wait. tell me. Parallels. What's... Scroll back up, just very, very briefly there. Parallels have been drawn between the plot of the novel and the current allegations of sex trafficking brought against the now deceased Jeffrey Epstein's. Uh, another seller confirmed in a message to me that the price increased because of these similarities between the novel and Epstein's crimes. Some say the book might be brought up as evidence in court, but this person doesn't necessarily believe that. Very few copies in the world are, are in the world, as you can tell. Um, the novel is both comically amoral and insufferably pretentious. To be fair, these traits were common in the 1970s. Uh, Sci-fi, the protagonist is John Craig, an Earthman in his 30s. After space pirates capture the passenger ship Craig is traveling on, he is sold into slavery on a planet called Kosar, a human colony run by seven oligarchs who delight in performing cruelties on their captives. The leaders are all male except one, Lady Morgan Sidney, whom the reader is immediately informed has high is very fe feminine looking. Woman. And long thighs. And long thighs. Craig ends up enslaved by this lady and falls in love with her. Wow. And though he is set up to be a kind of anti-slavery hero, he does not mind that she is a flamboyant sadist and even enjoys participating in her demand to sexually assault an enslaved teenager at a clinic used as to breed enslaved people. Bill Barr's dad. Who knew? I mean, Donald Bard. Very um, interesting imagination you have there. By far the most disgusting aspect, aspect of the novel is its fixation on sexualizing adolescence <laughs> and its depictions of rape. Even the adult characters in the book are constantly uh, be turned into infants. The novel is so rife with casually unsettling observations such as, to me... Don't read stuff out loud that you don't know is going to say. Pedastry seems utterly lacking in aesthetics appeal. This seedy undercurrent of space relations is the reason its value has jumped over the past years. There you go. Ultimately, space relations is a testament to how normalized it was and still is to sexualize minors and fetishize rape in science fiction. It also underscores how powerful people often act with impunity. After all, Barr wrote a novel filled with underage rape. At the same time, he was running an esteemed Manhattan high school. And he didn't, didn't even, even feel the need to use a pseudonym. Okay. So, children in class. We have a guy who was part of the CIA, pre-CIA, in World War II. He has a son. William. Bill. We don't know much about Will Barr. I don't, I don't know much about Bill Barr. All I know is he came on the stage as the ex- CIA. I guess he was ex-CIA. I don't know exactly how he got to be our Attorney General. But he came acting a part of total innocence. Innocent. I'm going to get to the bottom of this Russian Chivalry. Strength. And, no nonsense. And he was in charge of really investigating Epstein's death. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. There's yeah. a whole point where you gotta recuse yourself if your daddy ever hired the man where you are looking into the investigation of whether one of the most notorious criminals of, of, of at least being accused of sex trafficking now, in the nation 
is being held prisoner and then kills himself. Hang on a minute. Now, this does not take a wild science fiction imagination to deduct Mm. the Mm -hmm. possibilities here. Okay? Speaking of ducks, if it looks like one, if it walks like one, and if it quacks like one. If, If somebody is so sick in the head... Now, people have sick thoughts. I know people have sick thoughts. I know y'all do. But you probably don't write them down and publish them in a book with your name on it. Jeff says it's uh, $3.95 on Amazon. Like, uh, do you mean $395 on Amazon, this book? It's, I'm sure it's back in, in circulation. Okay, so this guy, at, when we say the elites are, are running sex trafficking things, Let's pretend. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Let's say they're not. They are dreaming about it. (laughs) They are writing books about it and telling their friends to go read their books about their sexual fantasies of children being sex slaves. So don't tell me that I'm crazy conspiracy theorist. But, but, you know, because I am a Bibleist. (laughs) And you know what the Bible says? I'm going to bring up the scripture for y'all. Y'all going to get some church. You're going to stone on these people? No. Well, we could do that. Let me read a comment here. From Candace says, parents who worked in intelligence put their children through the torture of the CIA mind control programs. Is that how Donald Barr knew Epstein? And is that why Epstein was so twisted sexually? Was Epstein groomed as a child to be a CIA asset as an adult? Uh, was he groomed to facilitate these high up people? Wow. That's why they had to kill Epstein because we have all these victims, but no people. You got, so essentially Epstein groomed to be a pimp. We are getting red pilled on the show. Wait, where are all the viewers? Candace, this is such a good point. (laughs) Epstein groomed to be a pimp for the elites, Epstein given the funds oh! to create the Epstein Island and the Lolita Express. And Bill Barr's part of it, and so is his daddy. Where all these people connect. Okay, this is gonna have to be this very few times has this happened on Resistance Chicks. <laughs> Where we are red pilled live during the show. And are having to create a sh- another show in our heads. Because this is where, this is what got Resistance Chick started. This is what we wanted to do. What's our tagline? It's not just a conspiracy theory if it's the truth. The elite pedophile rings are real. Now, you know where they're not real? So, Alex Jones has on a guy who's now dead. He died of like COVID or something. Okay. Um... Uh, Robert David Steele. Oh yeah, who he died. He was on. Yeah, he was on alien Alex man? Jones all the time. Yeah, alien until man. until one show that I watched with the aliens, where he said that they are sex trafficking children on Mars. Right. Now I will say that I think I've heard Catherine Austin Fitz say something along those lines. I love her, but but I'm wondering if they're getting this idea from space relations. No kidding. Such a great point. Because this is their fantasy mm. to sex traffic intergalactically. Uh, Biff says, Biffmo says, I have heard this before. I don't remember where it may have been on Pete Santilli. Check with Pete. He is very knowledgeable on these issues. Okay. So this is what I'm going to tell you guys. 
All right. Bless. I'm going to go to James chapter one. I'm going to back up a little bit, give you context. Chapter uh, verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive a crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So when you're tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Now, there are trials that you go through, and God will put you through tests and trials. But he's not going to tempt you, okay? He's not going to tempt. If you're on a diet, he's not going to put a piece of chocolate cake in front of you, okay? <laughs> by each person, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own lusts and evil desires and enticed. Then, after the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when it is full grown, it gives birth to death. Okay? Now, this is why the Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the, the issues of life. It also says that um, just, uh, whatever is good, whatever is wholesome, whatever is peaceful, think on these things, and the God of peace will guard your heart. Because what happens is, this scripture is really important. This is why you don't want to go down, oh, it's just a fantasy. No, 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 you don't understand. There's no such thing as just a fantasy, okay? Because when you lust for something, mm -hmm. it produces a seed. Here it comes. And then that seed conceives life and it actually births a sin, which is death. Now. Right. Do not feel guilty. That's why you're supposed to cast down, cast out any vain imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. You are not responsible for the thoughts that come through your head. You are responsible for the thoughts that you sit and dwell on. Come on. So agree. much so that you write a book. And he wrote a book. And he was dwelling. Very much dwelling. And, and I'm going to tell you something. If you sit down... And you write a intergalactic sex trafficking book. Mm -mm -mm. You have thought on it and dwelled on it. And sin has conceived itself. And, and the scripture would say that it has produced sin. And sin produced death. A.K.A. Jeffrey Epstein. Now, we should just end the show here. I don't know what else I've got. I don't really have much else. Um, but the, we've gone too long. This is the end of the show. Let me read from Linda here. I am a sci-fi junkie from the 60s and have been uh, and have seen so much of what people are waking up to now. I've been deemed a whack for decades. Now I'm like, and? Uh, Candace says, part of SRA torture includes using aliens with the children. Why? What does SR ritual abuse uh, have to do with aliens? Very good point. And Jeff Bradbury says, take satanic ritual abuse. Now, a lot... In the 70s and 80s came out about satanic ritual abuse, people, multiple personalities, things like that. I believe there was a lot of truth to it. And then there were people who faked it mm -hmm. and there were false memories put and it muddied the waters for people. Like the Sybil movie came out, Three Faces of Eve came out in the 50s and 60s. Um, and Christians became so obsessed with the darkness and the dark side that they never stopped it or exposed it mm. like it's not enough for me to say "Ooh, wow this is like legit elite sex trafficking ring wow is anybody else with it? tucker you're usually literally it's hilarious i do the show on friday and then i'll like play tucker and i was like you did my whole show did you watch my show before no, you couldn't have um so how come tucker hasn't 
And I know why he hasn't put these two pieces together. And if he does, good for him. Because this does touch the elite. And it does touch Wall Streeters. And, and I didn't hear, did you guys hear in that at all? Tucker asked, where are the people perpetrating the victims? Here's the victims. Here's the island. Here's the sex trafficking island. Here's the Lolita Express. He was literally convicted for sex trafficking. To whom? To whom? If you're trafficked, well, I'm you're sorry, trafficked he hasn't to been someone. Convicted. He was let he made a plea deal in Florida and he was actually getting this is this is this is the, the horrendous part. He was going to trial. Mm-hmm. And stuff was going to have to come out in trial. You know, that kind of and that's of why he 6th. was killed. It reminds me of January sixth. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, there you are. There and, and there, there you will be. be. All right, let me read a couple of highlights here. Goodbye. Rand Paul GOP senators pushed bill to reinstate service members fired for re refusing the uh, jab. That's actually uh, These are things I wasn't going to do on Facebook anyways. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what we told them we were going to do after Facebook, so we have to do that still. Okay. The Paul Pelosi thing. So, all right, so here's what we're going to do, Facebook, because I promised the Paul Pelosi thing. Um, we're going to say goodbye, and I'm going to grab the link for Rumble. And if you're watching on so Facebook, so Michelle has actually made a note for me that said you're look you're like you're looking sad, and the face I was making was because I was reading. You were this. you were literally making that face. It wasn't sad, but that's the face you were making. You were literally emulating Bill Barr's face. That was my thinking. That was like my pursed consternation. Lips. My pursed like, lips. No, it was brown. like a thinking face. Right, but your for your literal thinking like, face. It, this is look at me. Look at me. This is what you look like. Wait, I can't even do it. I can't do it, but that's what you were doing. All right. So you all have the link for Rumble on Facebook. We're going to say goodbye. If you want to watch the Paul Pelosi body cam footage, <laughs> come over to Rumble and we will uh, catch you guys next time. Oh, also, and I think I said this uh, earlier on the other show. Don't forget, next Friday, we will be doing our drawing for the Old School Survival Boot Camp to win a three-day pass. So you got to go to resistancechicks.com, click on the banner in the upper right-hand corner, enter to win that three-day pass. And next Friday, we will be drawing uh, three winners. So look forward to that. It's going to be awesome. So I will say this. Um, you we, know that so I am down? not one of the... Um, you want to just play well, Tucker's I just, version? I just it. Yeah. Okay. So you know that I'm not one of the um, robots... Because they always laugh and smile when they should not be, right? When they're like Jacinda was laughing when she talked about suicide. Okay. The suicides in like New Zealand. Right. And she's always giggling and laughing. Like Kamala's always giggling and laughing. No, like I'm going to have the, the, the stank face when I'm reading that Bill Barr's dad wrote a sex trafficking book in the 70s and he hired Jeffrey Epstein. Like, what is this world? Shows okay. I don't even know. Linda says, um, they aren't space aliens, they're demons. You know, that's very true. All right. Linda, Ke uh, Kelly, ah! all y'all people on Facebook, Jeff, Candace, you know what? Beverly, everybody jumping over to you Rumble know what? now. You know what? Oh, no, we have to, we're going to be at our friends tomorrow, aren't we? Are no, we, yeah, no, we're not? Yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. We so do a I, daytime show if you really felt like it. No. No, I don't. I thought it'd be a fun Saturday night show, but no, no. We'll do it some other time. Okay, so Facebookies. Okay.
All right, here we are. We're going to play Tucker's version here. And I don't know how much he actually shares of the um, actual footage, but we'll see. I'm sure he'll break it down better than... He will break it down. Uh, what we saw in the body cam footage is both horrifying, seeing poor Paul Pelosi in his 80s get hit with a hammer. It's just absolutely awful. But it's also weird. Standing there with a drink, what was that? We can't even speculate as to what that was. And then the 911 call reveals above all that the 911 operator should be fired immediately. Has there ever been a dumber 911 operator? Probably not. We can't have dumb 911 operators. It really matters. But above all, and we hate to defend NBC News, but we just gotta be honest, the body cam footage completely vindicates reporting from NBC's Miguel Amaguar back in November. Here's what he reported. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. We still don't know exactly what unfolded between Mr. Pelosi and the suspect for the 30 minutes they were alone inside that house before police arrived. So that's kind of amazing. I mean, the guy was just doing his job. He clearly talked to someone who saw the body cam footage. Now we can see the body cam footage and we know he was basically right. That's what it showed. So news organizations don't typically punish reporters for getting the story right, but NBC punished that guy. They suspended him. Then they deleted that report from their website. We asked NBC today, why would they do that? But they did not respond. Of course, we didn't know the answer, which is that body cam footage, whatever else it proves, and once again, we're not exactly sure what it proves, it definitely puts a crimp in their preferred story which was that the Pelosi household was invaded by QAnon activists or something, or this was some right-wing militia attack on the Speaker of the House's husband. That's not what it shows. And that NBC reporter was honest enough just to kind right. of describe what it does show. And so, for okay, his efforts of telling the, the truth, he okay, was just- Okay, well, refresh and you can hear the, you can hear the video. You can hear the, uh, the 911 call and then you can see the footage. Okay. Warning, audio contains graphic content of a violent attack. Friday, October. San Francisco, please, 74. 2022. Oh, I guess I, I, guess I, I called my mistake. What is this? It says San Francisco, please, do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back because she's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. So I guess he'll have to wait. Okay, do you need police fire or medical for anything? Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Zero, two, twenty, three, and fifty-eight seconds. Uh, there, there's the, uh, um, is the Capitol Police around? No, this they, is San Francisco. They usually protect my wife. They're usually, here, they're usually here at the house protecting my wife. Uh, no, this is San Francisco Police. Friday, October. I, I, no, I understand. Eight, 
2022. Um, okay, well, zero uh, twenty four. And what do you think? Seconds. Uh, he thinks everything's good. Uh, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. Uh, okay. Call us back if you change your mind. No, no, no. This this gentleman just uh, came into the house, uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. And so, uh, anyway, he's on the phone. Do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He he uh, uh, he has this. He's telling me he's telling me not to. Uh, he's telling me not to do anything. What is your address, sir? Uh. Uh, 2640 Broadway. What is your name? Uh, my name is Paul Pelosi. Anyway, this, this gentleman says that uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he, he told me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he said. Okay? Okay, who, what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da the name is David. Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. What's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but as but I said, I've never... But you don't know who he is? No, no ma'am. Okay. He's telling me I'm being very lady, so i I got to stop talking to you, okay? Okay, you sure? I can stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay. No, he, he wants me to get that off the phone. Zero, two, twenty, okay. Six, okay. And zero, eight Thank you. Seconds. Okay, bye. So there's the very confusing um, phone call there. Scroll down. Right there's the body. And the then body. here's the body cam footage. Let's see if I can make this bigger. Is there any audio? Mine has audio. There we go. Yeah, definitely don't want all of here. Let me see if I can turn this up any. I definitely don't want all of here. Hello. Yeah. Fucking said twenty six twenty, right? No, twenty six forty. Oh. Yeah, it, it literally said that. Hi. Guys. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is Sorry, going on right now? I'm not getting any answer on call. Bro, oh, oh, shit. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come Give me your fucking hand! Give me your fucking hand! Ever 14 now, we're 10 medics, go through as well. You got it? So, I don't know about you guys. I... I still don't understand, having watched that now again, why 
that body cam footage, why were they fighting releasing that? Mm -hmm. The wild conspiracy theories that we jokingly, you know, had do not seem to fit with that, with either the, the, the 911 phone call or what we just saw there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you can ask yourself, why was Paul Pelosi being so passive, right? It sounds to me he was a hostage and he was, you know, this, this does crazy not man. sound like a gay lover, like everybody was jokingly yeah. saying, like, everything that Paul Pelosi said and, and just even the very brief actions that we saw with Paul trying to hold the, the hammer there and the look of that guy's face, mm -hmm. I still don't know why that guy was there and what his purpose was, but I can tell you this. How did he get in the house? Paul Pelosi is an older guy. Mm, he's and based on... The way that he was acting on the phone with the 911 call, mm -hmm. I think Paul let him in. As but like, does that mean he's like some sort of gay lover? Right. No. Does that make Paul just a dunce? Yes. Right? So my point is, though, what I want to know is how crazy is the guy to allow him to call 911 and give his name? And the guy seemed very crazy, too, with that weird smile on his face. Like, why was he kind of laughing? When they opened the door, the cops were completely unprepared for what they were. They were shocked, right? Um, I'm just saying, like... And was some of this body cam footage, was it doctored up? We don't know. We might be missing some of it. did they not release it? That I doesn't look know. doctored to me. I, well, the Gateway Pundit is saying that it looks like there's some, some footage missing. It's saying... Um, DePape looking right at the camera, leaving and then coming back. Let me see. The video starts at 5.04, showing David DePape walking. Oh, there's more video. Let me see. Fox News has obtained footage of David DePape busting the window with a hammer before entering the home. The video starts at the 5.04 a.m. mark. Showing... That's, um, so you're, this is different. We showed the body cam footage. Mm -hmm. They released surveillance videos. Yeah. Showing... In addition to the body cam yeah, footage. Yeah, David DePape walking around the house with nothing in his hands. He looks right at the surveillance camera and then leaves and comes back with a large backpack on his back and a large bag in his left hand. The video then shows DePape hitting a back window with a hammer over and over and eventually stepping through the window into so the Paul house. So Paul Pelosi didn't open the door. He broke, this guy literally broke into his house. What was weird was seeing DePape looking right into the camera, leaving and then coming back with his backpack and bag. We also don't know if he came back to grab his bags or after uh or what after he entered the house we have no video of depape in the house at the time the biggest question is how did depape walk around the house with a hammer on a window and break into the house and not trigger any surveillance or motion detectors causing a visit from the police he just i'm sure didn't said it uh, so candace on rumble says there's a human here waiting for my wife who says that uh what else would <laughs> Be there if not a human. Um, sounds like he's trying to give clues to the police, says Blinton. Also, why did Pelosi have a drink in his hand? There are just so many questions about this. But what I'm saying is... what My point is just... Why all of the secrecy if, it, if this so far looks like... And it looks like the police didn't show up until nine minutes after the 911 call. Okay, so we don't know what happened between those nine minutes. I mean, has Paul Pelosi come out and made a statement as far as mm -hmm. what happened in those nine minutes? You know, like, 
it doesn't, the, the, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm just going to say it. this to me does not corroborate the gay lover thing at all. Like at all. Maybe he was just trying to. Calm he broke the, into the house. Maybe he was just calm, trying to calm the guy down by having the drink in his hand. Maybe he thought maybe he could do something with it. You know, it would, raise your hand if you've ever run through a scenario of like, if I'm kidnapped, here's how I'll act. It right? says, you, always, you know. It appears that the video footage is missing from this video. The video stops with both men on the ground. We don't know what happened after that point in time. Well, yeah, after the fact, but not like a cut and a splice in there. I didn't. That didn't seem. It seems straight from like drop the hammer to fight to then De Pepe it just wails feels on. Feels like they're trying. If Paul this Pelosi is not really exactly how it happened, why why like, hide it? Why hide it? I, that to me, I don't get. And why fire the reporter that got it right? That's such an excellent. Exactly. Why fire the reporter who got the story correct? I'm right off the bat. I mean, that to me is very suspect. So again, this is what I wrote today when I was putting out our description. We are looking at more questions than answers. I'm, I, I, and, and, and Matt Walsh, as, as I said, the, as I said in the beginning, the real point is in the Paul Pelosi story is that Nancy's home is such a lawless cesspool that crazy homeless people are breaking into her own home. Uh, this is uh, a local San Francisco crime story that the media assertedly tried to pin on Republicans. Exactly. When we do know a lot about David DePepe, that's that's apparent. You know, there's a lot of information that was not very hard to find information on a, a you know, this, he was just living kind of a bum life, drugs, you know, kind of homeless, like, none of this really makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Other than, like, yeah. are you ashamed that he was able to break into your house because he shouldn't have been able to break into your house? Like, I don't know. I don't. I think that there's something here that does not smell right. Very, very fishy. Uh, last but not least, did you want to play this Robert Malone thing? Is there anything else up here no, that we're we need done. to play? No, we're done. All right. So let's go to resistancechicks.com just so I can show you guys firsthand how you sign up for the uh, Old School Survival Boot Camp giveaway. Next Friday, we will be giving away three three-day passes um, for this event that Lee and I are going to be at. We're very, very excited about it. It, If you are trying to get prepared for what God has for you or for what is coming, you want more knowledge base, you want more community, this is the place that you need to be May 12th through the 14th. Now, we will be doing some interviews, but this is not like something that's just going to be streamed online. This is a, the 138 immersive classes. There would be, be no awesome. way for us to stream anything. You got to get there. You got to get your butts here to Hocking Hills, Ohio. Besides the fact, I would add an extra day for hiking because that's what uh, beautiful Hocking Hills is known for in Ohio is just all of the awesome hikes there, like Old Man's Cave and stuff. And stuff. So um, there is one little story I thought you guys might appreciate. I'm not on Facebook. A Utah plastic surgeon allegedly destroyed COVID vaccines, gave fake shots to children. Wow. A Utah plastic surgeon, along with three others, they're facing charges um, for allegedly administering fake COVID-19. So they signed up with the CDC to administer COVID-19 vaccines and vaccination cards. Um, they ordered hundreds of doses and the word got out that they would give you a fraudulent vaccination card for 50 bucks or a donation of 50 bucks and then you wouldn't have to get the vaccine. But for kids, they would give kids saline shots so that the kids thought that they were getting a COVID-19 vaccine. No way. Yeah. 
Between October 15, 2021 and September 6, 2022, the Plastic Surgery Institute allegedly received about 2,200 doses of the vaccine and destroyed nearly 2,000 of them at a value of more than $28,000. The doses were destroyed usually by drawing them from the bottle and then squirting them down the drain. At least uh, 1,937 fraudulent vaccination cards were allegedly sold at $50 a piece, probably for $125,000. Um, Flores wrote on a posted note that uh, with 18 and younger, we do a saline shot, in indicating the minors could receive saline shots and obtain uh, cards uh, without receiving the vaccine. Wow. And I would say this man is a hero because during a time of war, yeah. And you don't you give the do weapon, the bioweapon to um, the people, then you, uh, God sees you as a hero and you are not a sinner. But Amen. I would agree with that. And we can say that because we're not on Facebook. I know. All right. So let me do one more thing. Speaking of resistancechicks.com, literally everything that you need is here. I said earlier today, short of amazing fajitas, which I don't know, maybe I'll do a recipe on that at some point. Um, on today's show here, if you scroll down, you will see this. Uh, click here for a special link for the closeout sheet sale. I actually had a picture here, but and I'll re-upload that because I don't know where it went. What about um, the Valentine gift? We have a Valentine meme. from. Yeah, but it's just a meme. Okay. The sheets are still on sale with that promo code. Awesome. So, or not promo code. The you use our promo code. The, the flannel sheets that I've been talking about. You, um, But you have to have the special link, right? Now, the special link is in the description on today's video. But also, if you cannot find it, go here to today's show, and I will have a picture there. I don't know why that is not there, but it was there before. Um, and you'll see, just click on it, and you can still get the sheets. I just put my flannel sheets on my bed today after, because uh, I took off, uh, you know, you got to cycle through. You can't just always keep the same set of sheets. So I took off my other sheets and put these ones on, and I, I'm just so flabbergasted by how much I love these sheets every time. Like, I, they are my favorite, hands down favorite sheets. So while you're here at um, my pillow, another thing that I did today, and I haven't done this in a while, but I'm washing my, my pillow. And here's why. Because out of all the pillows that you've ever bought, you are, these are designed to be washed and dried. Like they, they come out more fluffy and like brand new when you wash them. So one of the things that we don't talk about on our show is the pillows. And right now, again, 1998, 30 bucks off, go and get you. Everybody can afford a MyPillow. Get the classic. It's so good. Figure out what kind of fill you want. I kind of like the lowest fill, but that's just me. Um, and use promo code right here, RC. It's super simple. You can't forget it. There's no, you can't mess it up. Promo code RC and check out all the other sales that they have going and support Mike Lindell. He literally ran for RNC chair because he's trying to change our nation. He's funding Carrie Lake in Arizona in her election fight, right? So there's no yes. reason whatsoever to not be supporting MyPillow. MyPillow.com forward slash RC or just go to MyPillow.com and just use our promo code. That's all you need. Literally, that's all that you need. Um, let me raise, uh oh, oh, I lost us. Hang on. I'm gonna have to go back and fix that. Here, I'm coming back. There we are. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. And then, last but not least, because I haven't talked about this, I don't think, in a while, but the Organic Body Essentials uh, Flawless Face Serum, again, continues to be my everyday, twice a day. I'm using it. Absolutely love, love, love it. And we have a mail call that we're gonna do on Sunday. And at the bottom of the letter, the lady literally writes, 
I don't, I'm paraphrasing here. You'll hear me read it on, on the show on Sunday. Organic Body Essentials products are literally everything that you have said that they are. Organicbodyessentials.com, promo code RC. Very, very simple. I'm continuing to use the, um, what is it? What am I thinking? The hemp. The hemp, the CBD. The CBD tincture for my hip. Guys, it's literally the real deal. Everything that she has. What did you say about the lip gloss or the chapstick? Even just the chapstick. I've made homemade chapstick. I've had all kinds of different chapsticks. And hers leaves your lips moist and doesn't dry them out. It's like awesome. And you're not like constantly putting it back on. Yeah. What, what were your exact words? You said, she really must have prayed over this stuff. I did. We're just standing in the yeah. car and Lee goes, she really must have just prayed over this stuff. Yeah. So Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. Guys. And ladies, I don't even believe in the corporate holiday, but if, if you were going to thumb your eye at corporate holidays, I don't really even see anything wrong with Valentine's Day, frankly, showing somebody, you know, that you love. And don't buy chocolates. Buy Organic Body Essentials or buy a MyPillow or go to brighteonstore.com. Like, let's do, if you're going to thumb your, what is that called? Thumb of eye in the face of, stick your thumb in their face. What am I trying to say? No. You know, a thumb in the eye. You know how they always say that. Mm -hmm. Support the Patriot groups. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Right? Okay. Um, last but not least. Uh, well, it's the Candace says, I love this doctor and his staff who destroyed the COVID vaccines and only gave kids saline. Woohoo. Um, Patriot Nana. Hi, Patriot Nana. I like that name. Noah was a conspiracy theory. Uh, and then it rained. So good, so good, so good. Uh, David hasn't gone to trial yet. That may be why they didn't want to release the tapes. Mm. Excellent point there. But uh, I don't, I literally, I was going to show you guys the rest of resistancechicks.com here because we have done shows throughout the week and Patriot Gallery has done shows throughout the week. And we uploaded um, Todd Coconato's program from this week. And there's a lot of stuff on resistancechicks.com. The show that we did called A Major Shift is Happening in the Spirit and the Bob Jones uh, Gulliver Prophecy. If y'all didn't watch that live or you didn't watch it back, you are missing out because the Holy Ghost fire hit about 35, 45 minutes in. Now the rest of it's really, really good. But then the fire of God just absolutely fell. We had a really anointed time. I, I I highly suggest you guys watch that back because the power of God really fell. Yes. And then Patriot Gallery's blogs on that, the the prophecy and the, the final quest and all of that. It's all at resistancechicks.com. So I want to encourage you guys to go there. We're getting the emails fired back up soon. So if you um, have not been getting emails, go ahead and, and re-sign back up and make sure that we have you on the list because I've had to purge a lot of emails there. Um, but those are going to be uh, coming in the next couple of weeks. I know I keep saying that, but I really mean it now. I've been working on it the past few days. She's so. been working hard. Some of you may have even gotten an email that I sent from a Gmail account. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That was just a trial run for me to make sure that everybody's email addresses were on the up and up and good. So um, there were two that I found that were bad. So I'm glad that I did it. All right, you guys, we'll see you on Sunday. World News Program. Leah, what is the uh, tip for Sunday? What are you going to be talking about? I don't know. I thought you had something. You said earlier in the show. Well, well yeah, we're going to talk more about, uh, I think it was Ukraine and Zelensky. And yeah, that's I got a, I had a whole show. It's to just 
by yeah, I feel like the uh, judge. I that's not the second the second constitution. I don't know that part of the constitution. It's not coming right now. You, you don't get to Google. You don't get to Google it. What is what am I going to talk about on Sunday? You can't Google that. No, really I fast. could, but you can't when you're being. You can't like. Oh, I know when the you're being judge questioned. lady couldn't yeah. Google that. Was that on this half or was no, that it was on, on the first half? half Kennedy. Okay, so you're going to have to watch now. Remember, if you're watching this live, we have a whole first half that we do. Every single Friday that I combine on, live. on Brighton and I will combine it. It'll say full show, right? On Rumble, it'll say full show. Everywhere else, it'll be the full thing. So, all right. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Oh, uh, this I have to mention, though. I can't go anywhere because this is actually coming up. Um, no, oh. not that. We are doing an event with Coach Dave. Coach Dave. Right here, very uh, uh, near to where we live. It, the date is March 24th and 25th. It's the day after Patriot Gallery's birthday. It's called, it's called it the Kentucky Cuddle, but let it's me tell you. in Ohio. Um, and here's why I'm covering Leah up. Cover my face. It's okay. called the Kentucky Cuddle because it's centered around the Creation Museum and the Ark, right, in Kentucky. Are you trying to get around the, the thing there? Okay, no, there good. you go. Okay, um, and so on Friday, you're going to either go to the Ark Encounter or you're going to go to the Creation Museum, which are absolutely highly recommended. Then Friday evening from 6 to 9, we're going to have speakers. Then the next day, it says 9 p.m. to 6 p.m., but it means 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. We're going to have more speakers. Every speaker is going to get two hours of speaking Whoa. and Q&A. Right? So we've got Leah and I. We've got Coach Dave. We've got Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. We're going to talk for two hours. I think we get, to, I think we get two hours, yeah. we got uh, Attorney Tom Renz and Dr. Carrie Midday. This is an absolutely stellar lineup that I want to encourage you guys to go to. Um, it's very simple. CoachDaveLive.com forward slash event. I don't know if there's any charge. I don't know about the tickets. I'm sure there's some sort of nominal fee there. That doesn't get you into the Creation Museum. You have to buy those tickets yourselves. But you can get a hold of um, Bobby Lee there. And that is all at the bottom, all that information for how to get discounted tickets. We've got uh, a promo code for the hotel that you're going to stay at, you know, local. So literally, this is your chance to um, come and see beautiful Ohio. And uh, we're really, really excited about this event. Coach Dave is putting on the Salt and Light Brigade. So medical and legal truth. And then actually Coach has asked Leah and I to talk more on the homestead thing. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to bring an element that you don't normally get from a Dr. Sherry Tenpenny or Tom Renz, even though he was raised on a farm, uh, or uh, Carrie Midday there. So we're going to bring a little bit of a different uh, aspect to this. So we're, I'm very, very excited about this event. I want you guys to come. Last but not least, our friend um, is doing a... Tanya Joy Gibson is doing Esther's Rising. So if you aren't subscribed to Tanya Joy, go to, uh, I think it's beautyforashes.tv and you guys can join her event, which is going to be a women's conference there in, in Missouri. Missouri. So that's coming up on March 4th as well. So there's a lot of fun things that you guys can be doing this year. We're just While you're waiting started. for the apocalypse. While you're waiting for the apocalypse. All right, you guys, God bless. And we will see you on Sunday, 1.30 Eastern Standard Time.